two friends from a small town in West Virginia have one thing in common, a love of hip-hop. So it's only right that they get together to wax poetic about what they love. This is Hip-Hop Manifesto. Welcome to Hip-Hop Manifesto, episode 10, double digits. That is a lame opening. We finally got here. It's, a, it's an accomplishment. I mean, I know it's an accomplishment, but it's like, you got me like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm ready for. I proudly present to you Grammy nominated, Oscar winning. They also won some other lesser awards. Razzie Award winning. Now we're talking. Hip hop manifesto. To my right. Is one Matthew Chivalry Spencer. And to my left, weighing in at 200 pounds. 230 pounds. I'm fat. Get right. 6'1, 230 pounds. 5'9 and a half. 5'8 <laughs> and a half. Man, on a good day. <laughs> B hyphen, aka Kellen Conley, aka Too Many Damn Names on the List, <laughs> aka Typical Rapper. <laughs> and, uh, we want to present you our 10th episode. That's right. We started all the way back in uh, April of 2008. And we finally have reached episode 10. And we haven't even dropped episode 9 yet. Wow. We're that good. Time we're, machine. We are that good. Well, episode 10, 2010. Not bad. Maybe by the end of 2011, we'll, we'll be have at episode 11. 11. Yeah. We'll just take it one episode at a time. Let's just do one a year. All right, sounds good. Fuck y'all listeners. <laughs> if you recall, way back in episode two and three of this great, great history-making, award-winning podcast, <laughs> we uh, we had did a show that we called um, what did we call it? Great. Oh, best of 2008. That's what we called it. And what we did is we basically picked 10 albums. Oh, that's the, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> um, we uh, talked about our 10 favorite albums of the year. And and we gave it to y'all. We did that on New Year's Eve 2008, right before a few hours before the ball dropped in, in my cold-ass old basement. Had a good time. I, I, I remember eating some Chinese food. And uh, it was it was snowing that day. And the sky looked the color of pearls. Sorry, I'm done, rem- <laughs> I'm done reminiscing now. But yeah, we did that way back then. And then it's like, if you look through our archives, you're like, oh man, I want to see what they had to say about 2009. And uh, we kind of dropped the ball real bad on you that. You're being for epic disappointment. Because, let's see, we did uh, 2008 and, three and, f- or, um, three and 2 and 3. We did Jay-Z and Nas in 4 and 5. And we came back in 6 with... Uh, Six and seven with our episode we did earlier this year that I can't remember what we were talking about. Oh, it was our ten random albums episode. Yes. See, I, I do pay. I do listen to the episodes. And we also have our latest episode, which actually isn't out yet, <laughs> where we kind of talk just briefly on the domain uh, the seizure for yeah. a couple hip hop blogs and its uh, impact on hip hop music. Yeah, that was a good episode. <laughs> I really liked that episode. I, I should put that out. The greatest episode you've never heard. <laughs> so, and the episode before that, of course, is our Rock the Bells wrap up. So we really don't need an introduction from this. It's basically 
our best albums that came out this year. But we're gonna switch it up a little bit. It's not yeah, just gonna be top ten. We didn't want to be like, here's ten albums because we've done that like four episodes already. Uh, so, we actually have we've kind of set up an award system, and you'll still get your your sound clips and everything. I know you were missing them last episode, but I really couldn't do sound clips last episode. Lazy. How? Okay, you tell me. No, what, no, no. I, what I, I got no room to talk. This man does all the work post recording. You tell me what to put in there. Like, like, oh man, seizure. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Government. Dun, 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 dun. Like police sirens the whole time. <laughs> I'm going to do that too. You'll be really pissed off. Um. No, I feel like with these these categories that we have that we're about to go over, that we should give these artists some type of award. But since these artists will never hear about it, we can make it be like, All right, for this award, it's a million dollar check, but you gotta call us in ten minutes or it's null and void. If I get a call from one of these motherfuckers saying they're getting a million dollars, I will be really upset with you for saying that. All right, so we're not giving them a million dollars. What are we gonna give these artists? Our love and admiration, and we're going to spread the word of their music, which is huge. So what about a free B hyphen mixtape? If you want a free B hyphen mixtape, go to b hyphen <laughs> You already got me selfishly pu- or selfishly plugging myself. See, that's all his fault. Like if anybody listens to these things, said, "Man, Kevin talks to me about his own music." That was his fault. <laughs> yeah, I set it up every time. God, no, this, up, no, 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 no. He set it up this time. I definitely have talked about my music before. <laughs> Um, but let's tell them the categories that we've come up with. All right, today, today Matthew, I'll play the band of white. Here we are. All right, so we got best single of 2010, or just the best song. Doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be a single. And this is this is solely based in hip hop. Like we didn't, we couldn't win to R and B, but we really aren't that well versed in our R and B as we used to be. Who listens to R and B? I do. Well, I mean, really, like, I don't really listen to R&B. You don't ever hear anybody say that. I do. That's why we didn't do it. But you don't just listen to it. That's why you're doing a hip-hop podcast. <laughs> I guess you're right, sir. Whoever. You know what? I'm going to say this right now. I don't think any man just listens to R&B. I don't believe that, man. Steve listens to a lot of R&B. Just R&B? Nothing else? Steve listens to reggae. He listens to hip-hop, yeah, and reggae, but I mean... If he had, if, he, if somebody gave him a choice, like, are you going to listen to R and B or hip hop for your life? He picked R and B. I feel bad for anybody that listens just one type of music anyway, but R and B of all, man, every song is about love. That will get tired real quick. See, I know that's always been your big gripe against R and B is like they all sound the same, but I feel like there's been a lot of music that come out that that's just not necessarily about love so much. But then again, I guess I'm talking about like. Wow, he muffed that kick. We're watching the Air Force and um, the Independence Georgia Bowl. Tech game, and Georgia Tech just muffed the kick. Anyway, so that's my little rant on R&B. But so we got best single 2010. I think you're right, though. It is about a lot of love. <laughs> I can't really. I was trying really hard to to do it. But we got best single 2010. Then we have best new artist, and this is basically someone who um, they could have been out before this, but just someone who's really like stood up, like have made themselves really well known and like they forced you to take notice wow <laughs> or maybe put out their first major album out this year or did, or they just had some kind of feature that made you like really say just take notice it was yeah, yeah who notice. really broke this year yeah so uh next category best performance of the year and uh we were going to like we were going to just we were going to do like the stuff that we saw live this year and then also 
like stuff we saw like on television and YouTube and Vimeo and, and stuff the big like that. Music festivals and, and things like that. And honestly, we couldn't really think of anything online that we saw that had wowed us. Like we have one one um a nomination that's from television. Um, but everything else we saw live because we we're fortunate like that. So uh, not to rub that in your faces. <laughs> in your face, fan. Why aren't you listening to the same stuff? Why didn't you go to rock the bells? <laughs> then we got a uh, best mixtape. Best mixtape. Which I think it's hard, man. Once we get to that, man, it's incredible. This year, in my opinion, was the year of the mixtape. And a a best mixtape. This category is um this is a mix um something that. It was not released retail, and or at least it was put out for free before it was put out retail. Because some of these, actually none of these, but like if you're thinking about Move Music 4, like that was put out for free, and then it came out for retail. Um, but then again, almost any mixtape, you could find some bodega in New York where they're going to be trying to charge you $5. That's true. It's very true. Um, but, but we mean mixtape where maybe uh, they're not original beats for... A majority of it, or yeah, and if there is, then um, it's an independent release where the artist actually has a major deal, you know, something outside even, of a contract, even, maybe. Well, yeah, all the char- uh, characters, all the artists we have do have deals, or something um, that's promotional for something a big that they, album they do on their own to keep their buzz high, that yes. they keep their name out there. So that's that category, and then likewise, we did mixtape, we also got to do the best whole album. albums, and these are the commercial releases, the ones that are on the billboard. Um, where, we, where we track their um, their units sold, all that. So that that would be um, for that category. Then we have most disappointing album slash mixtape release, and we combine these because uh, we figure we could get enough if we put them together. And can't be a hip hop podcast if you don't have some complaining about hip hop. Hate, 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 <laughs> hate, hate. hate. <laughs> so, man, haters. Yeah. Color. So we got most disappointing album mixtape, and we also have most disappointing artist. Yeah. This is ones that just broke our heart, made yeah. us cry, made us hate them, aggravated us yeah. pieces. We got we got Believe a few us. of those. That's that might be the longest part of the show. Not really, but yeah, we're gonna try on. to keep it short. Then we have best collaboration, which uh, would be a song done by multiple artists on the, on the same track. And this this wouldn't be like a mashup where a DJ is taking vocals from two separate tracks. This is actually where the artists collaborate in some fashion to make the finished product. And that's going to be hard because that's like 75% of hip-hop songs now. So take it easy on us if we miss something major on that. But these are just some notable ones that came out when we were putting together the category. Yeah. Following up with that, with that in mind, we did Best Good Friday release. And we'll talk about the significance of Good Friday in a little bit. If you're a big hip-hop fan or a big Kanye West fan, you probably already know what it is. But we're going to break that down and see which ones really were our personal best. Yeah. We're going to do all that. We're up. And the next less category... Than an hour. <laughs> we're going to try really. for less than 30 minutes, so you're really lucky right now. So anyway. Then uh, we're going to do Buzz, which is like, what artist had the best year? Um, and like the artist said, no matter where you go, when as a hip-hop fan, you were hearing something about them, whether you liked them or not. Well, you couldn't run from it at all. You could dig yourself, put yourself in a hole. Hide your kids, hide your <laughs> wife, hide your kids. So... And hide your husband. The rest is... Uh, well, is we Lil got, Wayne still up in your eardrum? We got we got some notes here that we'll speak on, but... Yeah, uh, we have, we're also going to do a little RIP section, like um, where we kind of acknowledge some prominent deaths in the community. Um, and then our last category would be our favorite non-hip-hop releases. Like, we've um, 
done the past couple shows, we've been trying to tell you about just stuff we're listening to. Um, so we really, don't just listen to hip-hop, you know? Yeah. We're, we're diverse people. So you're going to get the other-than-hip-hop manifesto. Right. So it'll be my R&B stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Now. That's our categories, and we're going to run through those. Hopefully there'll be some laughs, some, some some tears. Some tears. Some, um, some, hopefully Kanye doesn't interrupt anybody. Laugh. You'll cry. And uh, hopefully you got your DVR set. And uh, here we go. I, I welcome everyone to the first annual Hip Hop Manifesto Year End Awards brought to you by Gibby's. <laughs> Gibby's, of course, the local bar, which provided us nice drinks before we recorded this podcast. I had a Blue Moon and half an Amber Bach, and we had some French fries. It's very good. So anyway, all right, starting off, best, oh no, actually, <laughs> I love how you just like, <laughs> like yeah, no. let's, let's, let's get into this, point, point. shut up. Okay, I want to point out one thing, we're doing a kind of a wrap-up show, which makes me want to point out one of my favorite MCs, Mad Skills, or Skills as he's, he's known by now, does a yearly wrap-up of the year, and it's just... Of like all the kind of, like it's not just hip-hop anymore, like he'll talk about a lot of hip-hop, but he'll talk about like... Uh, pop culture about just stuff relevant to that immediately pop in your mind and stuff so everything that kind of happened he puts it into like one song and he's done this now for since 2002 yeah wow because the first one he did was over commons come close beat so yeah eight years now that's incredible so it's almost like a hip-hop tradition now that he does this and it's not out now i expect it probably will be very very soon he's already complained on twitter about having to do it (laughs) but it's something that everybody looks forward to and if you want i mean definitely go back and listen to the older ones because they're great i mean yeah it's an awesome thing nobody's i recommend 2002 2004 is really good like the the later ones they're they're still they're still good because they do cover everything like um they you can kind of tell he's getting complacent doing it but at the same time it's still amazing that he sits there and does does it when for free like yeah, it's not like yeah. he's getting paid by a label like here do your wrap up song we'll put it on iTunes no it, it's a even though, he, though I think the last two may have been on iTunes but so moving on the next point I really want to talk about the latest show uh, what channel is that on on black entertainment television it's really on BET yeah wow it's probably why I didn't hear about it I don't watch BET, folks. I'll tell you why. I'm going to go on a BET rant. Here we go. One, two, three. Now, I had my problem with BET was a few years back. Uh, they decided they want to switch up their programming. And this before they went, like, total reality, like, following MTV's lead. Um, they actually got rid of um, Rap City to Basement, oh, which was tigger. one of my favorite. Well, no, not even. They didn't get rid of it. They um they got rid of it, like, two years ago. But uh, they got rid of the host of Rap City to Basement, Big Tigger. And Big Tigger had been the host for years and years on end. And, like, he was a big part of my um, hip-hop lifespan at that point. Because, like, ever since I had gotten cable and, like, really gotten hip-hop in, like, 97, like, that's what I would watch. It'd be Rhapsody in the Basement. And then you'd have artists on there every day and then go in the booth and spit. And then Mama Tigger be coming down and, like, yelling. And, like, it, it just had a really good format about it. And it was probably one of the best quality shows MTV had ever, I'm sorry, BET had ever really put out in my Man, opinion. I used to record the freestyles that they'd have on there on tape. Yeah, you can go to YouTube and still find raps the basement freestyles. And just play them in my car. That was my single. Yeah. I couldn't get anything else. But they switched up their whole format. They cut a lot of really good shows. They got rid of Tigger. They brought in Mad Links and 
That and then it just slowly that, just lost its appeal. Yeah. Even though the show was on until like last year, like Eminem actually revived it when he did Relapse. He brought back the basement just like so Relapse. That was really cool of him. And then the other thing, the other problem I had with them is they have a show called One Hundred Six and Park on there. And for years, One Hundred Six was notorious for playing the most poppy songs, songs on the radio and everything. It was and, the black TRL. And you're supposed to like, oh yeah, cast your vote for these artists, but. I've always thought it was rigged, but that was okay. It you know totally why? Was. You know why? Because I had Free and I had AJ. No matter what, those two were entertained together. Free was fun as hell. AJ looked like Predator, but at least he was fun to watch. It, it was ridiculous. They had great chemistry, yeah. and it was just a fun show to watch. Like, it didn't matter. Six o'clock, like, oh, turn on 106. It didn't matter who came through. I didn't care if Bow Wow was on there. I didn't care if Jay was on there. I enjoyed the show, even though if I saw the same music like five times a day, I mean, um, the same music five times a week, um, because it was a, uh, the countdown that was always the same. So BT is not what it is. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of all that, and then they started, they just changed everything up. So I don't fuck with BT anymore. But so, Master of Mix is on BT. Yeah, Master of Mix came out this year. Hosted by Just Blaze and, uh, and, uh, dude from, uh, Oh man, I can't remember his name. Yeah, it's a uh, MC Search. Yeah, it's it's a great show. Pits DJs against DJs, and I think that really the reason that I'm bringing this up is because it's such a significant thing for DJs to do. Because first of all, you had all these big name DJs, and there were a lot that were probably just punks that didn't want to put their reputation on the line. Mm-hmm. That they got this on this national platform. And this big platform to say, you know what? I'm better than you. I'm gonna do it in front of everybody on live TV. I'm gonna prove it. And uh, the winner of that it just got announced uh, recently was DJ Scratch, formerly of EPMD and The Roots and, and a whole string of other hip hop classics. Production for recently for named uh, Busta Rhymes, yeah. EPMD again, Jim Master Scratch, Ella Cool J. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It, uh, it's an incredible show, and it's it's major for DJs to get on that level again, especially for that level of competitiveness. And if you really want to read something interesting, go back and read DJ Scratch's Twitter comments about why he chose to do Master of the Mix. And it, it's really great. He's like, no, I'm not selling out. I'm doing this to show I can still do it. And it, it, it's it's great show. You guys. DJ Scratch out. is a great follow on Twitter anyway. His um, Twitter name is just twitter.com slash DJ Scratch. And his, and his website is pretty pretty nice too. I haven't checked out his website. Oh, you okay. man, he'll, he'll school you. I bet he will. That's probably why I'm intimidated. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> I mean, no, he'll he'll break down a lot of different things of hip hop. It's always great for good discussion. So definitely check that out. So I, I just wanted to get those two first and foremost. So congratulations, DJ Scratch and Skills. We want the wrap up. Absolutely. We want the wrap up. No we pressure. We want the wrap up. <laughs> we want the wrap up. Okay. Okay. So first category. <laughs> Now for best single of 2010. Here are your nominees. Kanye West with Monster featuring Rick Ross, Nicki Minaj, Jay-Z, Bon Iver, and Charlie Wilson. Kanye West with (laughs) Runaway featuring Pusha T. Jay Electronica with Exhibit C. Rick Ross with BMF Blowing Money Fast featuring Styles P. Waka Flocka Flame with Harden the Paint. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa with Black and Yellow. And Drake with Over. 
Now I know you're probably like, man, that's some bullshit from the best singles of 2010. It's our podcast. But let's tell you why we put these on. No, here. it's our podcast. <laughs> you're listening this far. Deal with it. <laughs> okay, let, let so the we got to go to my head a little bit. <laughs> we gotta be brief, but let's touch on why. Okay. Monster. Monster was really the first. No, that was the first song from Good Fridays that really came out, and people were like, wow. Yeah. What the hell is Kanye doing? Because I think like he had dropped the Power Remix, he had dropped See Me Now, and then the Runaway Love Joint, whatever. But this is really like, wow! Look at that lineup: Jay Z, Nicki Minaj, Rick Ross. Even though Rick Ross didn't cr- contribute too much to it, and it was just this crazy track, man. This overall crazy track. And and I remember first time I played it for Matt on the way to Rock the Bells. Matt's like, it's cool, but it's it, it's it's what it's not what I expected. Matt wanted more from the song, but I like totally did. But like, if you just take it for face value, man, it's an incredible collaboration. It's a great out of left, great field. track, especially with the Nicki Minaj verse at the end. Incredible verse. This Nicki, I didn't really take Nicki seriously Kanye until I heard that verse. Me but the big thing is, it kicked off the Good Friday when, before people really knew what was going on, and it was one of the only songs this year that had a lot of big names on it, kind of like the Drake Forever joint that had like Eminem and Jay. And, mm-hmm. I mean, so it was on that level, and people were like, "Oh man!" So a lot of people talked about this out. Second, Runaway. And I think really that one of the big reasons this is on here is because of the, the Runaway video that he put together. Yeah, the short film. It served as a promotional piece for Dark Twisted Fantasy. And it was just real big. Everybody talked about that. And it was, and also the way he um, broke it to the public was kind of dope because he, he, was, he was the last act on the VMAs the year after he had this Taylor. And this is like maybe an hour or so after Taylor did performed her song about about how that's on her album about how Kanye is like a child and stuff and like showed the video of her getting getting um interrupted the year before and it's like oh poor Taylor and then Kanye comes out MPC red whatever you want to call it red suit starts pounding MPC and it's like Sabatos for the douchebag <laughs> Sabatos for the asshole like he answered her Without trying to, like I'm sure it wouldn't. Like maybe it's a little choreographed. To do that on the board like that is awesome. Yeah. You don't see any producers doing that. So that was big. But I gotta cut you off. Yeah. We can't devote too much time to it. I just thought it was. Next up, Exhibit C by J Electronica. Really offended you, cut me off. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Briefness. Briefness. Sorry. Exhibit C was one of the. It was almost like a throwback joint for like the early '90s, like New York type, flowing MC stuff. And it was like, Jay Electronica, who the hell is this? And you're like, God damn, this That's guy's a beast. That's the first Jay Electronica song I ever fucked with. You know what, Jay Electronica, one, or sorry, with, at Rock the Bells, one of the big things I like to do there was the people watch. You look at all these people with hip-hop shirts on that have throwbacks to hip-hop songs of yeah. one-liners that you would only know if you heard the song. I saw so many Jay Electronica shirts there. I saw four Jay Electronica shirts. And they, they all had that, um, that one, the, what that... When he's like Jay Electronica, Ramadan, Jay yeah, all that, like out <laughs> it was, Salamica. it was dope, and it, it was all because of this song. Not, not to, none of those people really knew about Jay Electronica, but the problem is he didn't really follow up on it. Touch on that, yeah. Act bit. two hadn't dropped, and yeah, but he signed to he Rock signed Nation. to Rock Nation, the three J's. It worked for him, three good J's. for him. All right, so blow money fast. Matthew does not like this song. I don't. He's not a Rick Ross fan. I would put Rick Ross in the most improved category if we had one, probably. 
But this song is probably the one of the hottest songs that was embraced by hip hop everywhere. Like you couldn't escape this song, no matter what. And like, and then to have Styles P, like a, a well-respected lyricist, come through and just smash that last verse. It's it's just an ultimate boom bap. Not not boom bap. Excuse me. Rowdy. It's an ultimate rowdy hip hop track. Like if Onyx did this track. Back in the day, it'd be crazy. Yeah, I can agree with that. So it just has that same energy. So next up, Hard in the paint. paint. Why the hell would you put some Waka Flocka Flame on here? Well, that's a good question. I feel like we have to acknowledge the fact that Waka has emerged as a big voice, in, at least in the youth community at this point. You know, it's, it's crazy when I can turn on NPR and then they have a little snippet about Waka Flocka. Yeah. It's incredible. And it's yeah. funny because they, they justified it by saying he's significant because he's anti-intellectual and anti-lyricism. <laughs> what the hell is that? I mean, I know I'm kind of a, a hip-hop snob, and I kind of like my lyrics more than anything else. Snob-tastic. But for real, when that's your acclaim, that, that's weird. That, yeah. That, that, I, I don't know. But Hard in the Paint, everybody had to be on their own personal remix of this Yeah. Guy. Same with Oh Let's Do It. They were both right so, there. It's weird that it's on here. Kids but love that's them. Why. The kids love them, man. So the we got to acknowledge. The kids are stupid. That's why. And it's the same. It, <laughs> and I'm just playing and a little bit. This, <laughs> Wiz Khalifa, Black and Yellow. Like that's another one of those things where the kids are embracing it. But Wiz has Wiz has been out for years. Yeah. But Wiz has just found this whole stoner hippie Wiz hipster speaks, sort of thing. Yeah, Wiz has filled is stepping in this is the new Snoop. Honestly. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny and if because you don't they're doing say Snoop, shows together now. Yeah. And if you don't want to say Snoop, then you just pair him with currency and then you got new meth and red. Yeah, exactly. And like he talks about smoking, he talks about chilling. Like like if you go back and listen to his older stuff, it sounds nothing like he's doing now. So black he and yellow dumbed it down to perfection. Black and yellow just plays. Without like losing crazy. too much of his his yeah. integrity, I feel like. I don't feel absolutely. like he's completely like dumbed it down now. And then finally Drake over. This is probably one of the most anticipated songs of the year. The first single off his debut album, which people have been talking about since he blew up in the uh, early 2009. And like, you know, I don't want to be a Drake stan, but I really think that Over was one of the biggest songs of the year. Yeah. And it's easily. hard to say that now because so much stuff came out. But earlier in this year, oh, that, that song was crazy. Yeah. I agree. Uh, it, it was everywhere. People did remixes. Eminem made people not want to be on the beat anymore because he took Beamer Benz and Bentley and then he took this beat and he just trashed it like right before recovery came out. He served notice to everybody that he's coming back out. So that was huge in itself. So my award for best single of 2010 gotta be over. You agree? I agree. Drizzy baby <laughs> with I think black and yellow being a, a close or a good second place. Probably black and yellow and then yeah. may, and then maybe like exhibit C runaway Todd I'd say. But over was everywhere, uh, and then like the whole dead press shout out, like the he flipped the dead press flow on yeah. there, and then that hook, the hook is so unconventional, but who doesn't know where's the the hook of over? Yep, it's so catchy. So good job, Drake. You Yay, Aubrey. Whatever award. Wheelchair Jimmy. We almost put together. You it, get it, the the 2010 Wheelchair Jimmy Award. <laughs> That's what we're gonna call it next year. The 2010 Wheelchair Jimmy Award. And Drake, Drake, if you were here right now, we would present you with this Old Navy bouncy water ball that has glitter in it. But unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight. Yeah. So we're going to move on to the next category. Best New Artist. Best New Artist. So, uh, what do you call it? Nominees for Best New Artist this year? Yes. Big Sean. Of good music. 
J. Cole. Of Rock Nation. Wiz Khalifa. Of Taylor Gang Atlantic. Nicki Minaj. I think it's Atlantic now. Yeah, Atlantic. Uh, of Young Money. Currency. Of Rockefeller Records. J. Electronica. Of Rock Nation. Sahi the Prince. Of Good Music. And there you have it. Yes. Uh, I don't feel like we got justified as much here. No, I don't think so either. Uh, my pick for... Uh, let's just go ahead and announce it. Yeah, all right. The award for Best New Artist at the 2010 Hip Hop Manifesto Year End Awards goes to J. Cole. Absolutely. J. Cole dropped uh, Friday Night Lights recently. Yep, in November. And previously before I mean, that. He put out his Who That video. And the blow up, blow up is amazing. Oh, absolutely. And he's saying Who That and Blow Up may not even be on the album. Uh, uh, the come up dropped, I'm sorry, the warm up dropped last year. So you can be like, oh, he was on last year. Well, we didn't find out about until this year. So no, shut up. He, he really came strong off that buzz. And if you go on any hip hop forum, you go to any hip hop discussion, J. Cole is going to come up somehow in that conversation. He also is um, the writer of the Diddy Dirty Money song Coming Home, which is um, doing what? really well on radio. <laughs> yeah. He wrote that because there's a version of him doing it, and then you hear Diddy's off the version. And, uh,. No, no hate, Diddy. <laughs> so, definitely J. Cole gets number one. Yeah. Very close second, Big Sean. Big Sean still very much slept Sean on. Sean is right there on the cusp, man. Like, he, he's going to He's break. one of the, like, you can tell on, like, we're basing, we're basing some of this just off of Twitter, man. Like, and Sean is one of the most active people on there. And basically, all he does is just reply to people. Like, hey, what's up with this? And he's like, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> he's one of those dudes that no matter what you'd be like hey yo you still got uh, tickets for the show yeah absolutely they're not sold out here you go yeah he, he, he's really he's using social media to his, his advantage uh, his and music his, his verses like I mean Good Friday was really could have been called the Pusher T showing our big showing show absolutely seriously like cause they're on damn near every track that came out of there and they murdered their verses. I can't think of one bad verse from any of them. No. And that's that's the thing. They're both strong, strong candidates. But J. Cole, just off Buzz alone, built his way up to, to really break this year. Yeah. I agree with so that. So congratulations, J. Cole. We don't have a award name for that yet. Uh, we're going to call this the, the Blow Up Award. The Blow Up Award. And uh, if you were here, J. Cole, we would give you this complimentary can of Old Spice After Hours, which has been used. But... Fortunately, you couldn't make it. Which, if you spray that near a fire, would blow up as well. <laughs> Genius. That's why Genius they pay me right the, the, the big bucks, people. That's why I get paid minimal wage at the shoot department. All right. All right. So, <laughs> next award. Best performance of Best the year. Best performance of the year. We really don't have too many um, people nominated in this category because... Like I said, like we tried to include the video and the television, really couldn't come up with much. And then we went to Rock the Bells and Jay Z concert this year. So nominees are a Tribe Called Quest for their performance at the DC, Columbia, Maryland version <laughs> of uh, or Rock the Bells for Midnight Marauders. Their Midnight Marauders revival, uh, and then Jay Z for his uh, Blueprint Three tour when he stopped in Pittsburgh with um, Young Jeezy and Trey Songs. And then the only other thing we could think of that we even kind of agreed on was Kanye's um, SNL performance, where he performed Power and Runaway. Because really, when hip-hop, you got Rock the Bells, mm-hmm. you have uh, um, paid, dues. Su- paid Dues, Summer Jam. 
And you have sometimes you have Jay will be like a uh, not Lollapalooza, but he did Bonnaroo this yeah, year. Yeah, Bonnaroo. That's it. You'll have some artists break on something like that. But those are the big things. So unless you're going to like SOBs or something like that to catch like some of those live shows, these are the bigger events. So this yeah. is what we were focusing on. And you made a good point earlier that with a performance, it's great nowadays because it don't matter. You didn't have to be at the show. You could still catch it and tell it was a live I show. Watched, I watched Joe Budden's performance at SOBs when Moon Music 4 dropped. And like as much as I was really hyped for watching it, but like, and you think, oh well, if they they have all this video and it's gonna be, like they even streamed it live, I think, and um, like the the quality of the audio just kind of shitty a little bit. I mean, it was cool, like they had a, a good seat in the house, whoever filmed it, but the, the audio just wasn't there. Like you can see Royce and and Joe and all and him doing all these classic songs, but it just it just didn't have the effect. So, you hoped it would. with that being said, the winner of the 2010 Best Performance of the Year, Tribe Cold Quest. Absolutely. I have never seen a better hip-hop show in and, my entire life. And we could easily talk about that again. But, but we already did. Yeah, for the best recount of that, definitely Episode check out eight. The, the Rock the Bells wrap-up show. And if you listen, listen to it again. Man, it, it was such it was more an incredible performance. Like, if if anybody from Charcoal Quest listen to this, thank you. Yeah, really. I wish I had a better prize to give you. And Spliff, like, man, like that. <sighs> so, what's the name and the the prize this year? This will officially become called the Marauders Award, the Midnight Marauders Award, um, in honor of its first winner. And if they were here right now, we would give them this thrilling Manila poster that I bought from the Mountain Lair about three years ago, featuring. Joe Frazier and Ali battling it out. It's a really nice poster. I mean, I'd say it's in That's good what you condition. get for knocking that shit out? But, um, Big unfortunately, <laughs> Tribe Cold Quest can be here tonight, so we'll just mail it to so, him. You'll be keeping that. <laughs> I'm going to mail it to him. Oh, yeah, right, right. Gosh. Okay, that's what we're doing. It's like giving awards <laughs> if we're not going to take them. All right, so moving on. Moving right along. Well, by the way, that Jay-Z show was awesome. And that Kanye West SNL performance, also awesome. Yeah. Check those out. Best mixtape of 2010. This is hard. This is really hard. So many good mixtapes this year. Would you say it goes hard in the paint? I said there's a little bit of Waka Flocka Flame for these albums. <laughs> 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 no, for real. The candidates, Wale, for... Uh, more about nothing. Yeah, more about nothing. The sequel to 2007's mixtape about nothing. 2008's mixtape about nothing. J Cole, Friday With Night Lights. Friday Night Lights. Skills, and this actually is for infamous quotes. Even though we did have an album drop recently. Yeah, the world needs more skills. We're in the mixtape category, though. Yes. You don't gotta say that. And I'm gonna edit that out. All right, cool. You know, I'm totally not going. <laughs> and, and Big Sean, finally famous, Volume Three. Boy, <laughs> so and that that man that that's rough. I love all four of those albums, and I've played these albums boy. more than anything that's going to come up with like the next category, which is albums of the year. What you doing? So, absolutely, I've said this before. I'll say it again. It's definitely a great mixtape year, which is great because it means that the artists are more the center this year and not the label. And, and before and before we get into this, I also want to send uh, just mention three other mixtapes that we didn't talk about. Two of Rick Ross's, Ash the Ashes and the Albert Anastasia EP, and then also Trey Songs with the Let Me Hold the Beat mixtape. Those are those are also really good, I thought. But we're here to talk about winners, not people who get mentioned. 
in sentences that real kings matter. have rings <laughs> word up <laughs> take that lebron uh, okay he's, so he's gonna punch me one day the winner of the 2010 best mixtape best mixtape is wale Absolutely. with more about nothing he's our our consensus winner and we have gushed about this album uh, a couple times <laughs> it is good about this mixtape but i mean i i actually was leaning towards big Sh was that or Jake, no, Big Sean. I was leaning towards Big Sean. Yeah. But then I thought about that song where he just takes perspective of Tiger Woods, man. And you can't deny that. I voted this one mostly because I I gave this crazy replay. I loved every single one of these, but if you go back and look at like my my iTunes or something, the play count for the Wally is just crazy. And and you can't deny, unfortunately, well for him, Wiz dropped Black and Yellow, but he had that Black and Gold remix. Absolutely. Which is crazy. So we're gonna call the twenty. He had a song with Wiz that the, yep. the it was called Cool. The he has Breeze. more than one. He has more than one song. I think he's got two or three. No, there's only one song. Right, I might be wrong. But either way, the twenty ten best mixtape award is gonna be the Seinfeld. Okay, the mixtape award is now known as the Seinfeld award. Yeah. And if Wale Falarin was here right now, I would give him my orange Green Lantern ring, just because I would could probably get the orange one easiest. I could part with that easiest. <laughs> and um. Simon Green Lantern ring. It's one of those rings from um, Blackest Night, and hopefully it would give him the strength to uh, get out of that Interscope deal and get into a more beneficial deal, possibly with Maybach Music, where he can do what he needs to do. So yeah, but now unfortunately, Rock Nation. Well, he's got Rock Nation is like his management. Yeah, but he, I think a full-on deal would be best. But anyway, that's something else. I don't know if Kid Cudi would be happy with that. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, on. Wale couldn't be here tonight, so he'll make mm. sure he gets his award. <laughs> the 2010 yeah I'm saying that every time <laughs> album of the year album of the year a lot of nominees here uh, we'll start out Roots and John Legend will wake up wake up <laughs> Mr. West Eminem with relapse no recovery oh sorry sorry recovery Reco I relapse was last year <laughs> I'm relapsing into 2009 Drake do you want to do 2009? Do you feel like we owe the people 2009? <laughs> a little bit, sorry. One <laughs> muscle. All right, Drake. No <laughs> thank me later. Thank me later. Or if you listen to the last song in his album for the bonus track, you can thank him now. You can thank me now. Produced by Timbaland. Kanye. Was, Timbaland West. sucks at Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Kanye West. My beautiful, dark, twisted fantasy. Which finally got a title after about 10 other ones. Good ass job, and I don't know. Everybody just decides to take good ass job on there. I mean, after he changed 808s, uh, after yeah. he didn't do it after he, uh, graduation, you kind of figure he's not going to go back to that. Other candidates also include Nicki Minaj with Pink Friday, Ti with the uh, No Mercy, No Mercy, Lloyd Banks with the Hunger for More too, and Rick Rose with Teflon Dunk. So really. Uh, not gonna justify any of those. They're all big albums from big name artists. Every single one of them. Yeah. So really, who's the winner? You wanna announce this one? The winner, for me. Yeah, that's right. Because we, we're not we're, right. we're not consensus on this one, right? Yes, you're correct. The winner in, for me is Eminem with Recovery, and I gotta give it to him because like uh, Relapse was cool. I really like Relapse actually. I didn't mind all the voices like everybody else's did, but re recovery is him really just getting back on his shit. <laughs> like saying, look motherfuckers, I'm the best selling artist of the 2000s. <laughs> now listen to this shit. I mean, he, he just really, he really grabbed the game 
excuse my French, by the nuts and said, yeah, watch me do this shit. And then he said no homo promptly afterwards. We don't say no homo. No. He said pause. (laughs) (laughs) So I really had a hard time on this category. Like I said, I think it was a more mixtape-centered year. So I'm a little bit torn. I, I I don't really have a good vote on this. I'm torn between Kanye West. Your vote does matter. Because I didn't listen to the whole album, so I can't with a good heart say the best album of the year. But it had some big singles on it. Big. Yeah. Now I, from what I gathered, though, I don't think it had a, a good overall feel to the album. Like it just it. it and again, I feel like that's the blame because of the Runaway short film, man. Right. I think I kind of ruined... But they were all classic songs, like almost. They were like, if they weren't, they were just short of it. But Lost it was in the World to be, is a beautiful song. It was an incredible album. And with Drake, I, there's a few nuances that I have a problem with. And there are a few songs that, even though they fit b- very well with the album, I, that maybe I didn't like. And it seemed like... It's definitely a great Drake album, and it's a great album this year. It's the best, it's the, probably the best thing he could have put out after so far going, being held to such a but, high quality. Yeah, we held him to such impossible like standards with all the buzz that he had. Which would have been my mixtape of the year last year, obviously. It's hard to, to say like if he really, really <laughs> lived up to it, or if it was impossible to do that. It's an awesome album, and one of the best albums out this year, so I, I really can't give a solid vote to any of these, but they're all great albums so basically he's saying he has a tie yeah i have a tie between so we're going to call this kanye we're going to call this the don McNabb award because <laughs> he did not know you could have ties in the nfl one time so this is now the don McNabb award and if if drake or eminem or um kanye were present right now we would ask them to uh split this bottle of equate total moisture lotion because you know Having big egos and everything, and just being in the lights, you always want to make sure your skin's fresh. But um, since none of them can make it tonight, we're just going to make sure they get that. At later was time. Such a rough decision to make. <laughs> Need a little moisturizer. This is, well, this is what people listen to us for right here. <laughs> it's that. It's that stuff. We're giving this material away for free. Hear that serious XM? Good reason. Alright, so. Shout out to Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> Most disappointing album mixtape release of the year. Now you're probably gonna, uh, oh yeah, yeah. You're probably gonna be like, hey, you have two categories and two albums in the same category and like two different meanings. But we just kind of threw this one album there just to, that was for ladies, for our female listeners out there who felt gypped if we didn't mention her. But the categories for this, this, um, I'm sorry, the nominees for this category is Nicki Minaj again with Pink Friday, Nas and Damian Marley. With uh, whatever the hell the album is called, <laughs> distant relatives. Yeah, Royce the Five Nine with Bar Exam Three, and we're gonna include the DJ and the no DJ version of this. <laughs> and then also um, Ludacris with uh, Battle of the Sexes. And uh, do we got this funny thing here? Let, let's talk a little about it. A little yeah. bit. I feel like we're going really fast all of a sudden. Pink Friday. Girl had so much buzz. She could have been the biggest female rapper in a very, very long time. And she had such since Missy great, Elliott. <laughs> such great, great appearances. <laughs> I mean just awesome, like on Monster and uh that like the Deuces remix and songs that I would never she went listen on Deuces, to. You mean like Bottoms Up? Yeah, sorry, and, Bottoms Up. And uh my songs chick that I would never listen to and otherwise. Like the throw Nikki Sean on it Jason. and it's nasty. Nasty. Yeah. I agree. You know when uh, Monster came out, I was like, ah, and I heard her voice, and I just thought, 
you know, she switches up her flow so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's got so much talent, and I just thought I almost wanted a, a really hard, serious album from her. And a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, she's picking up where Lil Kim left off," and Lil Kim thought the same thing, and you know, <laughs> everybody wanted. Kim and here, my advice to Kim and Foxy: make records. Absolutely, let your records speak for themselves. Stop talking, stop getting arrested. So that that was the hype. Make records, and then came out Pink Friday, which, as we probably said before, and and everyone else said, right through me, bubblegum pop bullshit. (laughs) And that's why you disappoint me, Nicki Minaj. Now I will say for the record. I can't. I don't harbor the same hatred towards her for this. I don't hate her. I just didn't like the album. Oh, okay. I don't harbor <laughs> the hatred for the album. I listened to the album, and honestly, it's not a bad listen. But it's not something you're going to want to listen to over and over unless you're part of the target audience. And honestly. I want to say that. Oh, you know what? We had a few. Oh, never mind. That's, that's ours. Uh, I really like Nicki Minaj, and it's disappointing because she has so much talent and mm-hmm. potential. And this yeah. is why it breaks my heart that she's a nominee. Nas and Damian Marley, I'm not going to talk about because it's a bullshit contrived album, and it sucked. I can't wait till Nas puts out another solo album. Like, how do you follow up the nigger album with this? The what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the untitled album with this. You mean the end? <laughs> No, Why you must make a joke out of everything I say? <laughs> for real, I just... Because, eh. honestly, the Untitled is... We talked about this in 08, on the 08 show. We loved Untitled. Loved it. And, like, Nas is in a certain place at that point. It's like, wow, Nas has really pushed his boundaries here. He could... That's where he, he was at that point where he could really become a total artist again. He could almost reinvent himself without having to step backwards. Yeah, he did this I album. I feel like he was on the precipice. Vocab <laughs> 5. <Woo>! Yes. <laughs> he did this album, I think, just to say he did an album with someone from the Marley family. He's always talking about like making references to like big name classic musicians and all this stuff. I think he did it just to do it. And I, I that's will. why I think it's contrived. And I listened to it and I was so disappointed. It wasn't a Nas album to me. It wasn't a Damian Marley album to me. It was just two artists that shouldn't have been in the same room at the same time with a recording studio around them. <laughs> so I will it. say that everything I've heard, aside from that Carlos Santana collaboration of Nas this year, has been nasty. Everything I've heard. Like, so, all the little leaks, all nasty. So you can tell that I'm the one that put Nasty! I, I nominated that. Uh, also, we want to go Bar Exam 3 by Royce59. Now, I will say... This isn't so much about the, the songs being just terrible. Because honestly, I I feel like it's more like just him throwing things together and putting it out as a mixtape. Because he had some yeah. dope verses. He had lots of dope verses. I mean, like, ever since like he got out of prison, honestly, Royce has just been on a roll. Where he will, he'll have, like, one bad verse every 15, you know? And he was coming off all the... Uh... Slaughterhouse. Slaughterhouse buds, and you just thought, man, you know, this he guy's going to do it. He was the first one to really come out. I mean, I mean, Joe had dropped some stuff last summer, but Joe was in such a twisted headspace, like during the whole Slaughterhouse and Tahiri and getting punched in the face, that whole thing. Like, you could tell he like, and he's always doing the videos. Like, you can tell he's in a better headspace now, but then you could just, he was just kind of, 
He like he ain't give a fuck. He's like, I'm gonna put this online, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, you could tell he just he wasn't as focused. So you had what Joe was doing, and then you had Joel's like, oh Joel, like and like Joe does little freestyles and stuff. But Royce is the first one to come off the Slaughterhouse Project. And it just wasn't what everyone really wanted from And we said the DJ version and the non-DJ version is because DJ Woo Kid murdered this album in a bad way. You don't want to listen to the DJ version. So if you ever get around, you're like, you know what? You know Fuck Shibori. (laughs) Fuck me, Ethan. I'm going to listen to this album. Do yourself a favor and get Get the no DJ DJ version. Like you, the only you can thing, disagree with me all you want. You won't want to listen to it. It's honestly, Woo Kid, if you want to listen to some Woo Kid mix, please go get one of the G Unit radios or one or something involving G Unit. Because Fifty don't let that shit happen. Fifty's yeah. like you get to do your little drops and you get to do your little bang bang and damn. But that's yeah. it. Like he had all kinds of sound clips and noises and everything. Let Woo Kid do G Unit. Don't listen to anything with his name on it. So then, last one that we're just briefly talking about Ludacris, Battle of Sexes. I didn't listen to the whole album, but I liked Hello, and that's all I know about it. <sighs> Luda, how come they got me briefly, man? Like, damn, we're doing good on time. No, I'm just saying. Nah. We haven't nah. even given the award out, man. <laughs> These artists are out there waiting. They want the most disappointing album award of 2010. They're salivating for it. Okay, all right, all right. I had to breathe, man. You was really pissing me off. <laughs> nah. Visual line stepper. Exactly. Luda. Luda. Battle of the Sexes. Um, Luda, the last Luda album I thoroughly enjoyed was Red Light District in 04. Release Therapy, yes, he won his Grammy, but I feel like that music wasn't necessarily him. And then, like, uh, Theater to Mind, he had lots of dope collaborations and the lyrics were crazy. But I felt like he was trying really hard. He's like, hey, I can rap. Look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. Look at me when I never felt like he needed to do that. Like, he proved that by the time his second album dropped. And uh, this album, originally supposed to be a collaboration album with Shauna. Shauna left for um, T-Pain's label, Nappy Boy. So he kept a couple couple songs and he went and got other people to collab with. And it just it just sounded, it went everywhere with it. Like, How Low was cool and My Chick Bad was cool. Really, I don't mess with anything else in the album. So then, who wins the most disappointing album? We uh, once again split the vote here because we're habitual vote splitters. <laughs> and uh, my vote went to Ludacris for Battle of the Sexes. My vote, as you have seen, is evidenced by my rant about Nicki Minaj, just Pink Friday. Now, uh, Luda, I mean. Just make make an album for yourself again, man. Make that make good music like how low, but stop stop trying to make people give you your due. You got your Grammy. You know you're signed. <laughs> you have millions of records sold. You're with Def Jam. You're one of the artists Def Jam pushes. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come so on, son. This uh, most disappointing artist award. It's gonna be called the Kevin Smith Award. No, the most disappointing <laughs> album. Yeah, sorry, most disappointing album award. It's gonna be the Kevin Smith Award. And the prize, if they were here to pick it up, it's gonna be my boring ass life. Mostly because those albums were pretty damn boring. But I like Kevin Smith. I'm just talking about the title of the book. Final words. You should read that. <laughs> this just turned into a book a book podcast. <laughs> welcome, manifesto. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to book club. Take a today's book is Santa. "My Boring Ass Life" by Kevin Smith. In this book, he um takes his blog entries from Silent Bob Speaks and he puts them in book form and adds some stuff. You get to hear about him fucking his wife and making movies and talking about how fat he is and 
I don't know. I find it entertaining. <laughs> back to Hip Hop Manifesto. Hi, guys. We're back. So that was probably I'm... the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. I've ever done wow. on record. I think I have another solo podcast now. If we had a flux capacitor, we should break it after that shit. That was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Never break the flux capacitor. Never. Never. Ever. You know how hard it is for them? It was like, oh no, our flux capacitor doesn't work. Marty, we have, to push, we have to push the, the car with the train. We have to hijack it. Great idea, Doc. Marty, Marty is, he's as bad as Wilson on House, man. He's an yeah. enabler. He's a habitual <laughs> enabler. Doc Brown's like, we're going back in time. Let me grab the camera, Doc. <laughs> oh, no, you got shot by terrorists. Let me hop in the time machine and run away from them. <laughs> oh, no, what's happening? <laughs> Twin Streaks of Fire, and then you have an awesome trilogy. <laughs> I love those movies. <laughs> Next category, Most Disappointing Artist. Kind of similar to Most Disappointing Album, except it's a person. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, nominees Lauren Hill, Lupe Fiasco, Young Jeezy, Slaughterhouse, The Locks, Charles Hamilton. Charles Hamilton. Now, we are going to take a little bit of time to talk about these like we did the last have category. To, have to. Uh, Lauren Hill, we've spoken about this on the Rock the Bells episode. If you didn't get that, it's episode 8 again. Lauren Hill. HHMPodcast.blogspot.com, episode 8. Lauren, that. Lauren, Lauren, you broke my heart. I was, I was waiting for this 10-year comeback. She just announced really new tour dates. And I hope she practices a lot and <laughs> stays healthy and takes echinacea in the morning and gurgles some water or something and, I don't know, maybe switches up her Reunites clothes. with the Fugees. Something. Lauren. Learns what a tempo is. Go back and listen to all those Tina Marie albums. I don't know. Do, do something. Yeah. Because your performance at... Rock the bells in Columbia, Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia, Washington, D.C. It it hurt me. It was. It You're was... so much better in that. You have classic material. Don't forget the rock stuff. Like you don't got to refresh that. Just pay tribute to it, and you can make new music after that. That's just as good. Yeah. But what you did, it hurt me. It hurt a lot of people there. It hurt a lot of people. Lauren. Step your game up. You know, episode 11 might be an intervention. <laughs> might be the intervention. It'd be the musical intervention. She like with Sergey Chili. Both of us. Probably. And be sorry. That's Miss Lauren. Miss Hill. Miss Hill. The musical intervention like they have on uh, Infomania with Sergey Chili. <laughs> Which you need to check those out on YouTube. Those are hilarious. That's, that's on youtube.com slash infomania, correct? Uh, not anymore, bastards. I took it off YouTube. The episodes are longer there. You gotta go to current TV. Oh, go to currenttv.com and yeah. you'll be able to check those out. Next artist would be Lupe Fiasco. And I love Lupe. Why would you put Lupe on here? Lupe has continuously pissed me off with his his relationship with the. I feel like. I feel like. Like, you know how most artists today are like, they embrace their fans through like the social Twitter and social media and like, like they'll do interviews and they're like, oh yeah, blah, 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 do this for the fans and everything. And like Lupe started like in last year, he's like, I'm gonna put out a mixtape, Enemy of the State. It was just like 10 joints of him just straight rhyming. It was cool. It was like, oh yeah, Lupe's getting ready to come out. And then you like hear about lasers and like all oh, lasers gonna come out. And, and like, I know he had label trouble. I know. So don't be like blaming us strictly on Atlantic here. And it's like, 
And then Lupe's like, oh, I'm gonna put out another mixtape. And then all of a sudden, like, Lupe's like, no, I'm not putting out the mixtape. Y'all stole my songs. Like, he's blaming us, his fans personally, for taking his songs and stuff. That's the fact the music, your music's gonna get out before you want it to be out. Your music's gonna be pirated. Your label's gonna screw you over. But you gotta get beyond. He is—he's so bitter. He—he he just seems so bitter. He's like, y'all stole my music. Y'all weren't supposed to have it. He's like, and he's like, I'm not putting out this mixtape. And he—he he just disappears. And a couple months later, like, okay, he drops the I'm Beaming video, which is really dope. I really like the I'm Beaming single. But even I'm Beaming, he's like, y'all weren't supposed to have this. Um, it was supposed to be on my album. And then like, they went and mastered and everything. And, then, and you know when this stuff happens, you just need to run with it. Everybody get it out. All right, it's out. You can't change that. You don't have the flux capacitor. You can't go in and take that back from me. No. No, you really can't. And I just feel like if Lupe just eased up on being angry about stuff that he can't control, that's beyond his control, and just made music and put music out there and just said, fuck it, whatever. We talk about Lupe being mad about his music being on the blogs and how the new music cartel won't even post it on the episode you haven't heard yet. <laughs> and, um, and it just feels like if Lupe would just... Take the stick out of his ass a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I feel like Lupe could live up to that hype that everybody, this little pedestal that everyone has him on. Well, you know what? This is why I think, Lupe. Take a look at your partner on Child Rebel Soldier, Kanye West. What he did with Dark Twisted Fantasy. Some of that stuff got out, but you know what? He just switched it all up. So what? You got the track listed. So what? You got the song. It's got these people on. You know what I'm going to do? It's got different people on it now. Yep. Get it right to where you want it, then put it out. It doesn't matter what we heard before. You can either run with that or switch it up and bring me something new. I'm still going to listen to you because you make great music. Music will always leak at this point. But you have to be more... You have to embrace it. You have to give the people what they want. Your fans want Lupe music, not Lupe bitching on Twitter, man. Because you know what, Lupe? I like your music so much that if I was just a little bit more crazy, I'd be stalking you just trying to get <laughs> new exclusives. Like, I'd be dun dun uh, jumping into the dumpster being like, yo, I think they threw out some material in here. I'm going to try to find it. Just take it for what it is, man. People really like your music. They want to hear it. I know it sucks like that, and I... I'm not making money off the podcast. I know that people were out pirating this and I was selling it. I'd be pissed too. Hell yeah. Like we don't, we don't honestly know what it's like to have something that you put blood, sweat and tears in that is your living. And all of a sudden it's leaked out there for free. Like we don't, we don't know that. So, so maybe if it happens to me one day, I can understand and I'll be probably all pissy and I'll go, I'll pick cuss people out. But as a fan and just as a, I feel like I'm a kind of a hip-hop connoisseur just kind of looking at everything the whole playing field I feel like you're fucking up and staying on the bench when you should be out there doing your thing cause man cause you, you're resting on your yeah, fucking loyal, yeah. laurels man like yeah I did the cool I did food and liquor I did uh, uh, Fahrenheit for 15 three years ago you know you're a classic artist though man you are I will support you you're every wasting time. your talent just, man just, just give me some more music so I get my fix you're wasting your talent you're just sitting there and letting your record label and you your what? anger dictate your career there's ways of getting off of it man start a campaign or something man oh well laser's, <laughs> supposed, to, laser's supposed to come out March 19th he tweeted that picture with that chick from yeah, Atlanta the 10th time I've heard that anyway so Lupe I love you man so do I man but you're a nominee for the most disappointing artist award 
right, Jeezy. Is is. Why is Jeezy on here? I put young, Matt doesn't really mess with young Jeezy. Like I don't that. mess with Jeezy, so he's not disappointing me. He's still par. The only thing that disappointed me is when he fucked up my Jay-Z concert experience with the I, I don't feel like that was his fault. Once again, I feel like that was a sound problem. Trey and Jay-Z both had live bands, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're going to bring out Jeezy med set. Here's his DJ. He's about to play music on his laptop over his sound system that's set up for a live band. This is going to be awesome. No, man. It sounded like shit. That's not your fault, Chief. Right. Reason I put you on here, Jeezy, you've dropped like four or three projects this year. Three mixtapes. We're still waiting on Thugman Elevation 103. 103? <laughs> still you waiting had, on that. You had all this promotion. You're you've, one of the only artists actually getting promotion. You've had you've had um, Lose My Mind. You've had the remix with Drake. You've, you've been on big remixes. You've always had the hood. That's always your bread and butter is the hood, man. And even the hood ain't fucking with you. You're just, just it's something's not clicking, man. You've been pushed back so many times. I feel like you're something's just not clicking. I, and then you're dissing your own your own label mate, Rick Ross, like saying, "Oh, I'm he's not BMF. I'm real BMF." This song's called "Blowing Money Fast," not Black Mafia Family, dog. <laughs> he's talking about being like Big Meech, not like whoever's in Black Mafia Family, because I don't even pay attention to that stuff. I've just always heard rumors that you were connected to it and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't care. I just cared that, honestly, I could let myself enjoy your brand of of snow music. I enjoy hearing your ad-libs and you doing the go-crazies and the put-ons. And, like, you ha- you have your own lane that a lot of people don't have. Got your own lane, Jeezy, driving. It's get out of my lane. <laughs> I, I, I just feel I like... Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do. Just not in rap. Yeah. It's like the HOV. All I'm saying, Jeezy, is anybody you just, can get in. You just need to get back to the basics, man. Putting out all these mixtapes that people aren't feeling. You need to get up with Def Jam, find out what the problem is, and get this album out. Plain and simple. Get the album out. Our slaughterhouse. You guys slaughterhouse. had so much buzz. Like everybody was talking slaughterhouse. There was a new four horsemen, like bad artists that were redeeming themselves by getting together and forming this collective group and just taking hip-hop by storm mm-hmm. you had joe budden like after all the success that, or all the recognition that he was getting from new music too you had royce the five nine who just had deal after deal just mess up like he had worked with jay and worked with eminem and it was just like just about to break to to be much bigger than what he is and you had lost the aftermath deal because his manager pissed off drake yeah, and then you had Crooked Eye, which has been around forever, but a lot more than a lot it's of people realize. It's on the new death row. Yeah. It's still cool with Suge Knight. <laughs> One of the few people who actually One is. of the realest dudes out, and they had so much buzz from the Hip Hop Weekly. And then you had Joel Ortiz, who just... Who's a great up-and-comer that's probably one of the biggest artists that's just on the brink of being yeah. just humongous. And y'all, y'all dropped the Slaughterhouse album... I mean, a lot of the. I mean, it was a good album. A lot of people were like, "Shut the fuck!" Do you not realize <laughs> that four of the dopest MCs in the game came together to make a? I think it was like a 14-track album, like over a short span of time. Like they got together. The first song they did was like September of 2008, and then by like, I believe it came out like June or August of 09. You have you have a whole album, yeah, of material, and and like. I understand that y'all got the shady deal going on, whatever, and like y'all trying to get it all correct. Where 
I know Joel's off of E off of um off of Koch after free agent drops. I know Joe Budden will be done with um um Amalgam after he does Great Escape finally. And then y'all all be free to sign your shady contract. Royce is already doing songs with Shady. Crooked is just brought he started the hip hop weekly thing and then stopped it again because everybody was doing the weekly the weekly thing and he's like, Well this is kinda of stupid. But Crooked's dropping phenomenal music. But y'all just haven't really been working together. Even New Music 3, I mean, Joe did a song with each of y'all separately, but there was no, like before, like whenever y'all had a project, like it was always like, here's the big Slaughterhouse track, but there hasn't been that big Slaughterhouse track. You know, I really think that Slaughterhouse is it's kind of like the Miami Heat of hip hop, but that never won a game. <laughs> <laughs> Can we not call them the heat though? But you know what I'm saying? Like it Shout was, out to D Wade. <laughs> not the wrestling. It was all these these big dudes or people that had a lot of acclaim to them, their own personal careers that they've spent all this time building up and were getting somewhere. Yeah. None of them won the championship except for Dwayne Wade, but you know none Shout of Shout out to D Wade. <laughs> none of the, the dudes in uh Slaughterhouse have any rings. No. But they came together. And they, you know, they put their egos aside and put it like this super group. I mean, everybody referred to them as a super group. I mean, they had the YouTube videos. They had the chemistry. But they didn't even make it to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, for real. I agree. They're, they definitely were like one of those teams. They're like, okay, all you got to do is win your last game against the worst team in the league. And you'll go to the playoffs. And they lost. They didn't even show up. So I mean, it could it could just be label politics holding y'all back. Like maybe maybe y'all just wait and say, okay, we're completely clear, we're shady now. Let's go. Yeah. And I hope that's what y'all do in 2011. I know. I Joel, still believe in Slaughterhouse. They could still do it. I do it. too. They just didn't do it I with the too. one album they have. I agree. So why the locks? Because I didn't even know the locks have material out post 2006. That's the problem. That is the problem. The Locks have not released an album since 2000's We Are The Streets. Ah, so that kind of speaks for itself then. And then you have, I mean, they did start the D-Block thing, and then people's like, oh, they're not the Locks anymore, they're D-Block. No, D-Block's their label and everything. Duh. Like, even Wikipedia has changed their name to D-Block officially, and don't even call them the Locks. It pissed me off. They may have fixed that by now. But it's like, you haven't put out albums since 2000. Jada has put out three solo albums. Styles has put out three or four solo albums a and of feature spots for yeah and and sheik has just dropped his fourth solo album not counting the mixtapes y'all have done countless material and y'all have done material together but every single year like they'll, they'll you'll hop on some hot beat and demolish it all three of them like oh yeah new lock stuff coming this year and there's never any new lock stuff i'll, I'll take a mixtape at this point like the locks is like one of the few last remaining great hip-hop groups from like that the old era really yeah that can really just get in there and rhyme you know and they're they're just not capitalizing on it like they'll just do features on each other's albums and they'll do uh, they'll do lots of songs with just one or the other yep. <laughs> like oh chic and styles Jaden styles Jaden and chic but never all three of them and if they do it's it's on some random shit i just feel like they're not capitalizing on what they have because they 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 have understand that even people say it's the market and stuff but i mean i just and like even if it's a label deal again like i hear styles is still stuck on interscope that's why styles won't put out an album at this point which is which is understandable and i and i heard that you actually are really reconsidering signing the bad boy wow i mean i know diddy gave you back your publishing and he respects y'all and y'all respect him again and y'all are a buddy buddy 
But don't give that man your shit again, man. Look at 8-Ball and MJG. Wow. Like, that's a classic Southern hip-hop group that he took and ruined. New Edition, that's a classic R&B group that he ruined. He ignores them. He ignores everybody. G-Dep is going to prison with a murder charge. Black Rob just got out of jail. Sean. Sean can't even come in the country because of this man, man. He's Jay Electronica had to go to another label. Electronica said, I'm not going to go to Diddy. Like, he was smart enough. Even though Diddy was like, Jay Electronica. Like, and they have a good friendship, whatever. He went to Rock Nation. Don't do that. Lock. Don't do that. Just just put out a mixtape. Put out something saying, yo, the, lock, the, the Warlocks are still kicking, you know? Living off experience, all that. I want that back. So, the next artist I, I hate to, to give more mention to, but we are talking about disappointing. I think we had we we're mentioning this guy because in the 2008 wrap up that we did, we were all about this guy. Like we talked at we were, length man, about we so every everything he dropped in 2008, and this guy has fallen so far, it, it's not even funny. So, we're talking, of course, about Charles Hamilton. Had so much buzz. He was a producer. He was a... Signed to Interscope. Signed to Interscope. He wrote his own lyrics. He was, a, he was an MC, if you want to call him that. He dropped several show, dope mixtapes. He was a writer. In, yeah. the, in the fall, late summer, fall. Probably could put out a mixtape a day for like a month. Yeah. And Still does put out mixtapes. Everybody you. was talking about him, but he just made so many bonehead, stupid-ass decisions that now you don't want to listen to him. And so, like I said earlier, Lauren Hill broke my heart. Charles Hamilton just made me mad to the point I don't want to listen to him anymore. Yeah. Lauren, if she put out a new mixtape, I would or a, a new album, I would still go out and download it. I would just, I would go about it for with, my tunes <laughs> with great trepidation because I'd be so worried because I'd want it to be. What she's capable of doing. Now, if I run across uh, like a Charles Hamilton download, I just immediately score it past. I don't have anything to do with it. I won't even check it out, even though I liked a lot of his music in the past. And and that's why. And, like and, it started with the Soldier Boy beef, which is pointless, and then it got it led into him getting punched by his ex girl. The Jay Dillas is executive and producer. Jay Dillas, and Jay had nothing to do with his and album. The lying about having cancer. And then or he's whatever. like, "Oh, I have cancer." And then a couple weeks ago, I saw that he had died, and I was like, "He just tweeted last night. What the hell?" Yeah. And like, he's his blog is really a big problem because he used to blog all the time. And like, if you like, when he was and back in 08, like if you looked at it back then, like you could see. Like, where he would just tweet normal stuff, or blog normal stuff. Like, oh, blah, 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 hit the studio. Then they got this mixtape coming out. And you just see him just being normal. But then the more that his buzz got bigger, the more he just went left field with it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm in love with Rihanna. We did this and that last night. But I don't really know Rihanna, of course. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh do you see that letter he put out recently? I don't even know how it was connected to, but he started talking... Like making some real obscure references to Eminem's daughter Haley. Haley. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Like, I really think this dude needs some type of. He was in a mental hospital. Yeah, evaluation. He was in a wheelchair. After He's gonna that. need a, a turnaround bigger than Kanye after the Taylor Swift thing for me to ever even entertain the thought of giving this dude a listen. I mean, again. he I, like his little group, the Mel- the Mevelist, I think they all broke up. I mean, I think he's cool with someone, but I don't think it's the same anymore. So, um, with this being said, then, who's the most disappointing artist, then? Most disappointing artist of the year for me would be Lupe Fiasco. You know, I'm very 
disappointed it doesn't have new material. I'm still playing the cool though, <laughs> and food and liquor a whole lot. That's somehow still getting me by. So I'm I'm still torn up inside after the Lauren Hill show. So so we're we're going to call this the Lost Ones Award because one. Lauren Hill and Lupe have both lost one year where they could have up their profile but instead they just stayed where they were at or and made it made people's opinion of them worse if either one of them were here right now i would give them your alarm clock up here that reads 859 and see if we could take that back another year <laughs> or i just i'd give them my alarm i'd give them my clock and then i'd set the alarm for 15 minutes and something go go <laughs> go <laughs> But unfortunately, Lauren Hill and Lupe Fiasco couldn't be here tonight, so we'll make sure they get their clock. So thankfully, that was the downside. Now we're we're getting up tempo again. We're talking about best collaboration. Best collaboration. That is so hard to talk about, but these are the uh, five nominees that we have. Sorry if we missed anything big. We probably did. Like we tried to stay away from Good Friday songs because we have we have a Good Friday um, category. And we, we just kind of thought of this a little while ago about songs that really stuck in our crawls. That being like said, though, there is a Good Friday song on this list. There is one Good Friday song. Um, yeah, but these are the best ones that we um, actually thought of. And I'm sure once we uh, we finish this episode, we're like, oh, man, we didn't even think uh, about yeah. this. But that's yeah, always the case. It's always the case. We're not, we're not computers. <laughs> so so um, first nominee would be Joe Budden off of Mood Music 4. Remember the Titans featuring Fabulous, Lloyd Banks, and Royce Five Nine. Uh, next um, nominee would be Lloyd Banks off of his album The Hunger for More Two, started up, featuring Kanye West, Swiss Beats, um, Pusher T, and Fabulous. I don't think I missed anybody there. And then also we have off of Eminem's album Recovery, uh, we have Session One, and this is actually, and this is actually an iTunes bonus track. So it wasn't on the um, actual CD. It's called Session One, and it featured um, Three Fourths of the Slaughter, uh, Royce Five Nine. Um, what do you call Three Fourths of the Slaughter? Like you're almost slaughtered, but not quite. <laughs> I think decimated has some type of definition <laughs> like that because decimate doesn't actually mean completely like, or maybe it's obliterate. Obliter, uh, yeah, obliterate would be completely. So like maybe, maybe decimate is to get down to like a very small amount, almost like three quarters of the slaughter. Okay, well, I'll take that. <laughs> this will be the best decimation award then. Uh, featuring Crooked Eye, Royce Five Nine, and Joe Ortiz, Session One. Uh, this is my pick for this. <laughs> um, I really like uh, Waka Flocka Flames, No Hands, featuring Roscoe Dash and Wale. That was also on More About Nothing. And the last song would be off of Good Friday, and it's Kanye West. Entitled "Looking for Trouble," featuring Pusha T, Saha the Prince, uh, Big Sean, and J Cole. Really? So session one is is your do you want to win this award though? No. No. I didn't say that. Not, that's what you said personally. It was your pick. Um, I didn't mean to say that. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I like session one. But if I said that, I, I do not want Session 1 to win this award. I'm sorry, Slaughterhouse and them. All right. Who would you like to win this award? I think you should say who you want to win first. Okay. I really... I wanna, you know who I want to win? Hate, hate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> but uh, my pick is uh, Lloyd Banks with Start It Up because that, that hook is... Oh, man. Start It Up. <laughs> it, it, 
It literally gets me started up and not in a sexual You should have seen this man. He just did like a half soldier boy. Young Jock. Oh, yeah, I don't know what he's doing right there. Started up. You should watch me and um, look like a retarded John Wall. <laughs> oh, God. John Wall, stop wearing those zigzags, man. You keep getting injured. Really, my, my pick here is looking for trouble. I love this song. J. Cole must have been super mad at somebody because he murdered it. And Big Sean just really held it down. Like uh, J. Cole stole the show on this show on this song, and it's phenomenal. J. Cole actually wrote his version on the road. Like he got it, and then like early in the week, and like Kanye's like, "Hey, you want to get on this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then like this is this is actually the same week that Kanye did his um his uh I don't know like you like the vo- the voice conference with with the media and stuff and like he did the stream and you could see him and everything somebody's like hey when are you gonna do a song with J Cole and um Kanye's like I think J Cole's dope maybe sometime soon and like three days later here's J Cole on looking for trouble J Cole was like he was waiting his whole life to do this verse and yeah. he had like something to prove with it and he did it he turned it around in less than. 20, either so 24 get, or 48 hours and got it to yay. J. Cole gets the Decimate Award for Best Collaboration 2010. Yes, he definitely does. And if J. Cole was here, I would give him a microphone because he makes me not want to use it. Man, and I'd want to hear whatever he records with it. Amen. But unfortunately, J. Cole cannot be here tonight. He's on tour with Drake. So uh, Out of all the prizes, that's been the best prize. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we'll make sure he gets his microphone, not that he needs it. <laughs> It's like, what is this crap, man? I'm recording something better than this. Pretty much. All right, so moving on to that, then, is Best Good Friday release. And Good Friday is Kanye's weekly series. He started back up in August where he wanted to release one track every Friday um, leading up to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And originally he said, this will go through Christmas. And then I heard this will be extended through at least January. And then he promptly stopped two weeks before My Beautiful Dark Fantasy drop my beautiful dark twisted fantasy drop and sean said us oh, to give the album time you know without putting out music on top of that and he really he hadn't dropped anything since until this week when he finally dropped the final version of um christmas in harlem so this this comprises all those songs i believe there's 12 of them now there may be 13 but i don't really I mean he just sure. got tons of big names and just crazy beats and even other producers like pete rock Pete Rock and a Kanye West like together it's just crazy so it's really really big I mean it was the most uh, anticipated I mean, we, thing let's just, every week let's just name some of the guests that were on these songs Jay Z Nicki Minaj Rick Ross Curtis Rock, Mayfield Curtis Mayfield sample he, he sample but yeah, yeah. Kid Cudi uh, Ryan Leslie Lloyd Banks Pusha T Talib Kweli Talib Kweli Consequence, Consequence uh, J. Cole um, Big Sean, Sahada Prince, Pusha T. I said Pusha T once. Didn't I? Um, who else was on? Uh, Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. <laughs> Raekwon. <laughs> he had Justin Bieber and Raekwon on the song. What the fuck? My world's just combined in a crazy, dirty, naughty way. <laughs> and not actually naughty because I really wish that Justin Bieber would never be on any song I would ever listen to. And actually, while, while we have that said. It's at the bottom of the list of all these songs. That's their least favorite song. But he also had Jay Z. But he did replace that Everybody. with like Monster. He was what he really put out, but he realized he wouldn't put Monster on an album, so he took it off the Good Friday list and he um, gave us the the Runaway Love remix. So whatever. Uh, my fr- oh, Most Deaf. That's another one. Yeah. And then you have Pharrell and Lupe. 
So that's that's a hell of a list. He put it out as a Child Rebel Soldier song, too. That is officially the second Child Rebel... The third Child Rebel Soldier collaboration. Because the first one was Us yes. Placers. Second one was Everybody Knows Remix. And then this will be their third official release, really. So, then what's your two favorites? Because there's some big songs in there. It's hard to choose. Uh, my favorite out of the bunch. Like, my favoritest. I would... I, I really like Looking for Trouble. Um, and I really like um, Don't Look Down and, and songs like that. But my favoritest would be the song that's entitled... Would te- be- technically be the title track. It's called Good Friday. It features all the members of the Good um, Music roster. You got Cuddy, Pusha T, good Common. Music. You got Sean. And, and you got John Legend. And it, it's just an all-around dope song. It's, it's such a feel-good song. Just it, It's a song you play at the barbecue, honestly. And and Sean stole the soul, the show on that song. Really, yeah. he's like he's like, oh, you gave that girl a wedding ring. <laughs> Me and my niggas done it on her everything. <laughs> Ew, boy, <laughs> boy. But uh, that that would be my favorite song. What would be your favorite song off you, of Good Friday? You know, I feel bad because I said this earlier in best collaboration. I really like Looking for Trouble. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick another song though, and I know a lot of people would disagree with me about this, but Chain Heavy. Blew my mind. It's the best consequence verse that I've heard since early Kanye. Yeah. Like, consequence, such a skilled dude, but he almost needs to stick to featured verses. And I hate saying that because I have so much respect Movies for Movies on Demand 2 comes out January. <laughs> it's the cons full word. I-, I love consequence, though. I need to be on the street, too. I just, it's hard for me to listen to his full albums. But, man, when he yeah. does just a featured spot. Don't Quit Your Day Job was really good. It's it's great, and he did his thing like on. I mean, all the different uh, definitions that you could apply to chain, mm-hmm. which I when I was a student, I didn't even think he could pull out another chain verse, and he did. It was almost like twenty two twos, but with chains. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was great. And then Talib Kweli, man, he really surprised me. Like I love Talib Kweli. I'm one of those dudes in hip hop that like you ask me my favorite Talib Kweli is gonna be up there. Yeah, like, oh, most of you know, common, you know, one of yeah. those guys. So I actually but, tweeted Kanye. I was like, hey Kanye, because I always tweet him like when he's doing this. Like, hey Kanye, how about you don't link up with Slaughterhouse? That never happened. But I did say to him. Kanye, most deaf, Talib, you. I got most deaf twice, Lord, 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 and on um, um, don't look down, and I got Kanye or Talib finally on chain heavy. So I feel like I had something to do with that. That's nice. You know what? You didn't have something to do with what? That gum that ended up on Talib Kweli at the show we did here. I had nothing to do with that. Even though Talib looked at me and said, "Did you throw that gum?" And I said, "No, I did not." Talib Kweli said, "Don't be throwing no gum up here. I'm trying to do the show." And then I actually saw him like a year later, and I was like, hey, tell him quality. And he stopped and looked at me directly in my face, and I was like, I'm a big fan of him. Like, I didn't know the fuck. And then you know what happened? Security told us to keep on stepping. And yeah, I, I got played. Son. Another story. I got played. Anyway, Chain Heavy, you know, I had high. Go to Rainbows. <laughs> I had high standards for all the artists on it. You're and a blacksmith. I was still surprised by it. You know, they just reminded me of why I like them so much in this song. So that's, yeah. if not looking for trouble, chain heavy, absolutely. Uh, since you got to pick two, uh, my second song would be uh, "Take One for the Team," which is uh, yeah. probably probably one that I don't think was as popular. But I mean, that that beat was just ridiculous. It was like, like, and I, one of the things I love about these songs is like they're really raw. And like, cause Kanye was trying, like, really just trying to get them together and get them out there at the best quality he could without mastering them. 
and like the rawness and authenticity of the of the all the songs is amazing. But this song just really sounds. Like, you know what it reminds me of? What? Pre-rock Kanye. All those songs that you you end up hearing now, like Gorgeous, like the original Gorgeous. Like, you mean pre-rock Kanye? What do you yeah, mean? before Kanye was with Rockefeller, like you hear some of those songs from back then. Oh, you mean okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. I know what you're talking about. Before college dropout, yeah, before, before all that, he got chained, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. like it, it, that reminds me of one of the songs that it really does. It might have been like you he. Know. He's brought up some old songs every now and then, or uh, recycled some stuff. But I, I it just—it reminds me so much of that Kanye that it was—is a special treat for me to listen to. Like, oh man, it felt so familiar, mm-hmm. but yet I'd never heard it before. And one of the reasons I really like this one is um because uh, take one for the team. It's like you got Kanye and you got Pusha, you got Saha, Carrie Hilson is singing a hook, and then she has her own little verse. The best part of the song, Kanye comes back. It's like Kanye left. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna go do my own thing. He comes back and he's like, Hey, the song's still playing. Let me rap some more. And it's, I, I just really like that song. It's probably my second favorite Good Friday song. That kind of reminds me of what he did on Gone. Because Gone, he lets the beat drop for so long. And then yeah. he comes back in and, uh, uh, oh. <laughs> like, what? He did that a lot on, on um, late registration, too. He likes leaving you hanging, and then you're like, oh, the song's... Oh, there's Kanye! He's For example, face. on um, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, the final version of um, Devil in a Blue Dress. New Dress. Is it new or blue? New. Um, Maybe it's a new blue dress. Maybe it's used. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it's borrowed. Mm. Mm. But, uh, con- like, the original version that we heard on the Good Friday with just Kanye's there. But then you have, like, this long instrumentation break where Kanye has beefed up Bink's track and it's just nothing an instrument uh, like the instrumental and you're like uh uh and all of a sudden it just builds up and then it, here's Rick Ross and Ross just yeah. comes in he smashes it real quick and he's like alright I'm out so we don't really Rose? have a good Friday award cause no we do have a good Friday award we do Where's we that? absolutely do the good Friday somewhere. award would be this little helicopter what the hell is that I found this at work one day and I had a name for it, but I've since forgotten it. It's a Little Tyke's Blue and Red Helicopter. And the reason why I chose this award, because this helicopter can go anywhere it wants, and Kanye West can go anywhere he wants with his music. So if Kanye West was here, we would present him with this Little Tyke's Helicopter. So what do you get your millionaire artist that has everything? A Little Blue Little Tyke's Helicopter. But unfortunately, Kanye West couldn't make it here today to pick up this award. So. Kanye West can't take his own personal helicopter to pick this thing up. Breaks my heart. Because you don't want being a baller. That's <laughs> <laughs> so what we got next then. Uh, we did that. Oh, it's the buzz. The buzz. The artist that had the best year this year. The best year. You know, while we were talking, I went back and I had to add somebody right there, which we didn't talk about previously, but I know we had this conversation at another point. He he, he definitely, yeah, he actually did. had an article in on the newest Double uh, XL. Of course, we're talking about Swiss Beats. Yeah. He didn't originally make her cut, but I, I just went back and added him here because, man, he's been on so much stuff this year. He has, and he like, he's he's been, he like, he produced on to the next one. He produced Roman's Revenge on Nicki's album. Uh, he, he co-produced the Power Remix. He was on at least three or four of the Good Friday releases. He started his own weekly release, Monster Mondays. Did a song Rock Him, yeah, which is crazy. Brought EVE back out. Has a song with Alicia Keys and EVE about to drop. I think it drops tonight. Oh, also has a baby that also dropped from Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. <laughs> and it was, had his fourth kid this year. Um, 
Well, had a good song year, with Pusha and Pharrell. Like, yeah, and he 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 really has, and it's uh, he's not on people's list because it's like it's been all stuff for other people. It's not really been about pushing the Swiss Beats brand, even yeah. though it kind of was. I bet if you ask a lot of people about Swiss Beats now, they'd be like, "Oh, you mean Rough Riders, dude?" <laughs> yeah, I really think that he's been slept on since then. Yeah, he's he's probably made much more money after that than he did back then, which is crazy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he had a great year. Probably more money-wise than anything else. Swiss designed his own car that he has right now. I was wow. reading that. I forget what kind of car it was. It's really expensive. That's on some status that I'm not ever going to pee on. <laughs> Maybe something. All right, but, uh, so we got Swiss Beats. Yeah, let's list the nominees here for um, the artists that had the best year. We'll start from the, to, from the bottom. The bottom? From no. the bottom. Joel Ortiz. Wiz Khalifa. Diggy Simmons. Eminem. Lil Wayne, Drake, <laughs> which we don't have on the list, but obviously we have to say Drake. I may not get on that list. Rick Ross, Swiss Beats, like we were mentioned, Nicki Minaj, and Kanye West. <sighs> now, uh, I don't think we really got... Do you, is there anything you want to really talk about on this list before we announce the winner here? Well, they all had big years. We talked about... We already talked about Nicki's buzz building up to the year. We talked about Rick Ross earlier. Mm-hmm. Wayne was in jail. There's a free... Dropped the album. Dropped an album. Dropped No Ceilings before he left, and then dropped um, I Am Not a Human Being. M came back. We talked a little bit about Diggy. We didn't talk about Diggy. I know, in previous episodes, we, we've mentioned Diggy, I, I believe. I don't think he has. enough on comment. I don't know. We, we might have. But Diggy Simmons, he's... Diggy Simmons is Run Simmons' kid. He's building a, a great foundation He dropped his talent. first mixtape last year, late, and then he dropped his second one, Airborne, like a couple months ago, and he just dropped a new one, like two days ago, mixed by DJ Premier. And, like, you may have heard JoJo, like his older brother, Ron. JoJo's cool. Diggy's nice. <laughs> Diggy is nice. Like, he, he, he's got... He he's the one that got most of the rap genes from Daddy. Seriously, J- Diggy is dope, and he's going he's going to have a really big year next year. Wiz Khalifa, we talked about one thing. You asked me if I had anything that I want to talk about this before we announce the winner, and I do. I want to talk about Joel Ortiz. Okay. We talked about Slaughterhouse, but Joel Ortiz, I think, was the sleeper out of that entire group, and now I think, and we talked about this a little bit off the recording that Joel is. Just about to break and be humongous. Yeah, I can't explain it. I really can't. That some dude with this one of much the few talent, guys who can go on a Funk Master Flex show and still do and spit a freestyle. Just off the fact he's I mean, an incredible freestyle. Yeah. Like you never know what to expect from this dude, and he's so approachable with, with everything on like social media. The the guy just seems like a well-rounded, down-to-earth, very talented artist. And he we feels, also talked earlier. It really earlier, feels like he deserves everything he gets. He's kind. Of, he's closer than Jadakiss was because everyone said that about Jadakiss at one point. Mm-hmm. And I know you'd be like, "What are you doing comparing those two? Well, Jada was right on the brink, but Jada had like big pop singles. J- Jada was there, man. It. Like he had the Rough Rider sound, and everything, and uh, had the just. He, he really it, had uh, a great buzz going. Yeah, but uh, Jada. He just really had a really good buzz going, like just come off the Rough Riders albums, and just he he just felt like he was next. He was next. Like he he's there. He had the um, big features. Like what what was that one feature he had where he had the paper towel on his head? He had. Um, Why? Do you remember that? Why? 
No, not why. This is like early two thousands. Was it knock yourself? Oh no, 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 no. He had uh, he had knock yourself. He had it on the paper towel. And knock yourself out. Yeah. It was fabulous. Who did it too? Yeah. And the little Mo joined on Superwoman. But he was there. But his first album, it just didn't. It just Never didn't have on. the songs, man. It was just all over the place. I think Joel can overcome that, though. I think so too. I, I mean, especially since this will be like Joel's like second official album, like Free Agent when it drops, and. uh uh, he already had the the um, what was it the brick the bodega chronicles or um, not too long ago uh, like two years ago and then he's had yeah. the mixtapes and he works with like he he's a well-rounded artist at this point and I think his work with novel and slaughterhouse it's all gonna come together and he's gonna he's gonna be a real problem absolutely like I could see him doing like being on Rick Ross's level where it'll be like people fuck with him that much yeah. I think he's, he's slept on. I think both Sylvie slept on to a certain extent, but he definitely has the capability to be tremendous. Yeah. So then, with that said, that's is that everybody? That oh is, yeah, yeah. That's the one thing that I want to say about thing. that category. So, who do we give the award to? The award for artists that had the best 2010 goes to Kanye West. Absolutely. And there's, you had to see that coming. There's no way you can deny it. You can say Nikki had all these features, Swiss did all this music, Rick Ross made Rick Ross made amazing albums and mixtapes. Wayne had a buzz even though he was in jail. Eminem came out and put that out, put his best album out since the Eminem show, my opinion. But Kanye turned the whole career around. People right. hated Kanye after that uh, award. Kanye ceremony. disappeared, got out of country for a while. And then, like, about the beginning of this year, he, he went back to Hawaii, got back in the studio, and it just was this just gradual buzz. And, like, he came, like he showed up at Bonnaroo at Jay-Z's performance. Uh, like, he uh, he dropped Power Leaked, and instead of him, Lupe, take notes, instead of him freaking out about Power Leaking, he just mastered it and put it out. He put out the Power video, which was, like, a 30-second moving picture. He uh, started Good Fridays. He uh he went back on radio, did Angie show, did Funkmaster Flex, um, did Facebook. Did he went to Facebook, Rolling Stone, and um, I won't say my he didn't go to MySpace. No. Another bit, a uh, Twitter, went to their offices and and went in there and just said, hey, I'm gonna spit my new album for you. Spit all these songs acapella for for these big companies just Which, because. I want to work at a company where Kanye West wants to come rap to me. <laughs> I agree with that. I'm not making the right career choices, apparently. <laughs> but yeah, you had to see that coming. That Kanye redeemed himself is, at the yeah. VMAs. Year of Kanye went, went back to SNL after he told him all to kiss his ass and, oh, and threw down. That was um, that was such a good show. It was. Um, like I said, Good Fridays. I mean, he has an album coming out with Jay next year. Watch the throne. So what's the the award name this year? This, this is called the. Um, this is called the College Dropout Award. Wow. Yep. And what's uh, Kanye getting today if he was here? If Kanye West was here, in addition to his Helicopter Swords Good Fridays Award... Oh, it's going to be hard to top that. I would also give Kanye West... Let's see. So many good prizes. I give him my two Ninja Turtles I have over there. I give him, Leonardo, I give him Donatello and Michelangelo. Reason being... Wow. Reason being, I need to get my buzz up next year. Me and Kanye, like Kanye's a couple <laughs> years older than me, but Kanye was—he he remembers Ninja Turtle craze, like he, like, and that's important that he remembered the craze because that reminds him of where he came from and and why he got to the point where he came from, and that will also remind him of his mother, everything he's been through, and like it will always remind him to just 
Stay focused. Do you. Don't drink Hennessy at public events. <laughs> Therefore, the College Dropout Award goes to Kanye West. You made and two a Ninja funny. Turtles. <laughs> wow, man, I can't believe you just give that away. But if you give it away to somebody, it's got to be Kanye West. But unfortunately, Kanye West couldn't be with us again tonight, so we'll make sure he gets his Ninja Turtles. Wow. Okay. Knowing Kanye, he probably has like the whole collection. No, dude's gonna show up with my Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yo, I hope that happens. <laughs> I like want to get on the track. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> you need to tweet him. Uh, to let him know that this is what he won. Kind of like my Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yeah, but Kanye West. <laughs> oh man. Wow. So, so that we only have uh, two more categories left, and one's not really even a category. This is like our. R.I.P. section where we just acknowledge unfortunate passings in, in the music community. Yeah, we have six figures here that made some impact on hip-hop or on music that ended up having an impact, like a collateral effect yeah. on hip-hop. Or you know, It was just a tremendous loss for music. And uh, we'll start that out with uh, Tina Marie, who just passed away yesterday. Last night, yeah. Last night. And... It, it, that's that's a major loss. Uh, I I agree. Tina Marie was an, an incredible artist. Like she she was this little white girl who sang like she's Aretha. Like just had that voice, this belt out there, and reached the moon with it, man. Did you know that she actually uh, asked Ty Phoenix to go on tour with her? Really? Yeah. That's cool. Ty Phoenix is a dope, dope MC. A lot of people. I, I kind of alluded this earlier, but a lot of people. Uh, say that that's where Lauren Hill got the ooh la la part from the Fuji's yeah. joint. Yeah, I believe I mean, that too. Tina Marie, go back and look at her her old stuff. Just probably stuff there. Like, oh, that was Tina Marie. I had no idea. No, tremendous talent. That, that's uh, the and I always loss. remember the story that when Rick James was recording Fire and Desire, oh, Tina yeah. Marie was laid up in bed with a high ass temperature, sick as a dog. Yeah. And he's cold as ice. He like kidnapped her ass. Cold blooded. He drug her out of the hospital or out of her apartment. I don't remember which one it is. And drug yep. her to the studio and made her record it. Made her re record it. Made her re record it. I think she already recorded it. And he was like, no, this ain't good enough. You need to get your sick ass out of the hospital and record until it's right. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And then she. I don't know, did she do anything with James Brown? I don't think so. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean... That would be a further research thing. And, you know... That's like... Last um, night, and I can say this because it's so recent, Questlove from The Roots is tweeting about it because he was just... He didn't want to believe He was in such disbelief. And he was like, I need a white news source to tell me all these hip-hop boys ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> and once he ended, he's like, oh, but I still don't want to believe it. And then he said, uh, uh, he was like, you know what? And he was just getting mad. Yeah. He's like, if this was Courtney Love, it'd be on like every single white newscast, like everywhere. And yeah. Drew a lot of hate, but he's kind of right. And the messed up thing is, I bet so many people right now don't know who Tina Marie is, and that's that's a shame that you did weren't able to appreciate her while oh, she was, she was alive. here. Yeah. That's the same thing with Michael, man. Like all these people, like I don't know Michael Jackson. Like before Michael died, like oh he's a child rapist. I don't think that Tina Marie though is going to get a, a major blockbuster movie and everything out of this. She should. She should, but I don't think she will. And that's but man, let her music speak for herself. We don't know her. Yeah. Definitely go back and listen to some Tina Marie joints, ASAP. Some um, do you want to mention the three on the bottom here, and then we'll get into yeah. So we'll, we'll just 
I, I hate to go through these so quickly, but we we've talked about Guru before. Guru of Gangstar, one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. Yeah. Rest in peace, Guru. Rest well, I meant I meant talk about the bottom three, and we'll go back to Guru oh, and Teddy oh, and talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Apache, old school rapper yeah. Apache. He Classic. died uh, a few months ago. Uh, we didn't we didn't talk about that uh, too much, unfortunately. So our um, um, condolences to his family. Um, New Javi is the he's the Canadian producer. Mm-hmm. If you're from Canada, you definitely know who he is. Drake knows who he is. Yeah, but <laughs> Nardwar probably knows who he is too. <laughs> Nardwar knows everything. Cardinal Official probably knows who he is. <laughs> Wait, he's so Claire probably knows. Who he <laughs> yeah, is. he's definitely underground producer, but a, a tremendous producer. Uh, excellent music. Uh, he passed away a few months ago too. Yeah. Um, Malcolm McLaren passed away. And I actually didn't realize this, so I went out looking around. He did Buffalo Gals, and right. he, he had he had a hip hop album probably a little bit before my time. I remember it mostly because it was controversial. A lot of people are like, "That's not hip hop," or "This guy's exploiting hip hop," but still made a contribution to it. Oh yeah, big contribution. Um, and so those three, you know, rest in peace and everything out to their families. That's it's a loss to music. But also, uh, since we already talked about Guru. Yeah. Um, Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Fortunately passed away. Teddy P. Of course, we all know that Teddy P. Um, he, uh, he's in a coral of the accident and, uh, years back. And he changed his life around singing gospel. It started to come back around doing some R&B. It was never quite the same artist as he was before the accident. But many, 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 many of the people that's running around the world today was made to Teddy Pendergrass song. Absolutely. That, that man You probably have a connection to Teddy Pendergrass you don't even know it. <laughs> it's actually where um where T Pain gets his name like what he calls himself um uh, Teddy Payne and Teddy Penderass down, you know, that's all from Teddy Pendergrass. Man, women love Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah. Really did. Like when he's, he he said close the door, man. Close that fucking door. <laughs> Stuff is about to go down. Hells yeah. <laughs> and of course RIP again the guru fortunate how under circumstances they passed but I mean at least we got to hear Primo's side story about the last time we went to see him and everything and you know you just, you just, you just hope that you just know he's out of pain now yeah. for real because he, he definitely was probably the one on and you know what Guru influenced more rappers than you can even name yeah well We've talked about it. I've started it. We've almost had like a guru tribute show to try to pay respect to it. But you know what? It's almost like it's not really a full clip decade of Gangstar, but I don't want it to end up being on that level. He has so many classic albums, so many songs to pick from. Yeah, not even counting just Gangstar stuff. I mean, you have Jasmine Taz and then just the countless appearances. I mean, guest appearances he did. It's monumental to lose, like, almost a founding father. I mean, I know he's not, like, one of those dudes way back from, like, the 80s. Right. But such a, a big moment in hip-hop, and he's almost one of the defining voices of that. When you think of music from that early 90s era, you're thinking about DJ Premier and Gangstar, that, that sound that they had. So that that's a big loss. And all those uh, artists passed away this year. So rest in peace to all of them, and hopefully this list is shorter next year. Absolutely. Because this will be the only episode we record in 2011. <laughs> so on a, a more positive note. Last category. You don't got to listen to us no more. The non-hip-hop manifesto. The non-hip-hop manifesto. Our favorite non-hip-hop release of 2010. 
Now, we don't, we don't want to scare you, but we do listen to things other than than hip hop. Whoa, that's crazy, Tony. No, man. And there's only one or two R and B albums in here technically, so don't so don't be thinking, oh, they're just going like say, oh, R. Kelly and and Trey songs. And... No, there is a Trey songs mixtape. Shut up. <laughs> but our nominees for favorite non hip hop release: Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Yes. Awesome movie. Featured a lot of Beck on that. Yeah, which is weird. I would never listen to Beck otherwise. Yeah, me neither. Unless it's Loser. I love Loser. <laughs> Maroon 5, Hands All Over. CeeLo Green. The Lady Killer. Trey Songs, Let Me Hold That Beat. Mixtape. <laughs> I forgot that I put this on our list. But The Roots, on the Jimmy Fallon show. Yes, and literally there is a, 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 a release out there that features a bunch of stuff that they've done on a Jimmy Fallon show because the roots aren't the roots that we've all grown in love on a Jimmy Fallon show they're funny Black Thought Sings sings. (laughs) wow they um they uh what is it they do do something to the news they do all the intro music every time somebody comes out on the show it it really opened up a whole yeah. audience to the roots that may have never had the roots before. Like it's done wonders for the roots, and it's kind of crazy that the fact that they're on Fallon, you would think it would up their progr- profile. I don't know if it really helped people know that they released not just one but two albums this year: the Wake Up yeah. album and How I Got Over. Yep. Which is kind of strange because we we didn't really mention a whole lot about How I Got Over. How I Got Over is a dope album, but like last time the Roots came out was mm-hmm. 08. And all you you would not shut up about, um, <laughs> but you know what? What game? What, what album was that? Uh, uh, was that game? Game theory. Game maybe? theory. Yeah. It, it's so crazy for being a Grammy winner. They're still below the radar. Yeah. How can you? No, have a no, Grammy it was be um, below the radar. Game theory is the one before that. It was um, I can see the album cover. Uh, it was like yellow and black. Uh, rising, rising down. Yeah, yeah. Rising down. But Man, that's some awesome songs on it. Oh yeah, dude. But yeah, for being a Grammy winner. Let's talk about Rising Down again. <laughs> I hate my life. So really, uh, I mean, those are some. That's a crazy bunch, man. I think I think it's a little eclectic list. I mean, we could have really went real left field with it, but I mean, Little Green had "Fuck You" on the radio as a number one song. Yeah, he took "Fuck and, You," and that wasn't Charles Barkley. That was just Cee-Lo this time. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I, I'm not a big fan of Gnarls Barkley. I mean, I know it brought him a lot of acclaim, him and Danger Mouse. I like Crazy, but the rest of that stuff I really can't mess with. But the, the fact CeeLo returned to doing his own stuff after, like, years. Like, his last release was, like, Soul Machine back in, like, 2002 or three or well, something remember, like that. This is CeeLo Green, a rapper. He's a rapper, and this this isn't any rapping at all. It's almost like... This is all singing. Black and this is over Jimmy Fallon. This is over... Like instrumentation that's uh, uh, like it sounds like it's from the 40s and 50s. It's not your yeah. every. It's not your R&P you hear today. It sounds classic. It has a classic soul sound to it. It's got like a retro throwback feel to it. The good news is, CeeLo did say that they are working on the Goody Mob reunion album, and he is rapping on it again. Wow! I have not heard CeeLo rap in ages. Which CeeLo proves a point to me that now, and I hope I'm not generalizing too much with this, but. I think now if you're young, like say you're in your 20s right now, and you have an interest in music, and let's say you are black, (laughs) or you're either black or white, and you grew up in the hip-hop era, Mm -hmm. you're going to go to, regardless of your musical talents, 
more towards hip-hop because that's where you're going to have the most success. Yeah. Despite if you can sing your ass off like CeeLo Green, you could play an awesome instrument, you know, you could you could do anything with music, you're still going to rap somehow. Yeah. I actually... It really shows how much hip-hop has resonated throughout an entire generation. Do you... Someone, this talent, that could have a deal a long time ago as a singer... Makes it as a rapper, but they can go back to singing and yeah. just blow up. It's great. Do you remember the first time you heard CeeLo sing? Probably on the Goody Mob album, but... First time I remember was... I wouldn't even really pay attention. Still Standing album. He may have sang on the Cell Therapy. I can't remember. But Still Standing album. It's a song called Beautiful Skin. It's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite hip-hop songs ever. One of, one of my favorites, honestly. And it, it, like that's the first time I remember him singing like, look that up. Look that up. That's my song that you should look up if you're here to take anything with this. Goody Mob, Beautiful Skin, Still Standing Out. So then, who gets 1998. the award? 1998. Who gets the award? I'm changing my vote. Wow. All this CeeLo talk, <laughs> my vote is definitely one of CeeLo. You know, I started out as that, and I still, man, the roots on Jimmy Fallon, man, that's just too good to me. So it's the roots on Jimmy Fallon? But... They're on a television show without an album of their own, so I gotta give it to CeeLo. They do have an album out. But it's not like a Jimmy Fallon album. Black Thought ain't singing on the whole album. I love the Roots albums. But we're talking about non-hip-hop. I gotta go with CeeLo. I think he gets the consensus award that doesn't okay. yet have a name. Yeah, I was gonna go with Maroon 5. I really like their album. I really like their album, but it's CeeLo. I gotta give it to CeeLo. Good job, CeeLo. But, but like I said a couple episodes ago, Maroon 5, don't, don't, don't sleep on any of these things. Any, Especially this category. If there's a category we recommend to you outside of our best of the year in hip-hop, like definitely check out all of this stuff. I think uh, think you'll appreciate it. So what are you giving uh, CeeLo then for this mysterious award for non-hip-hop? <sighs> for CeeLo Green, let's see. What do you give the man who uh, has a tattoo on the side of his head? Hmm. Tattoo removal kit? <laughs> Possibly. No, you know what? You know what? I would give CeeLo. I have two commemorative Michael Jackson magazines back there that came out the week or so after his death. I would give both of those to CeeLo just to remind him that uh, to keep doing him. Because despite whatever we're made to think of Michael, Michael always did him. So the Beautiful Skin Non-Hip-Hop Award 2010. I like that. <laughs> Goes to CeeLo Green and you get my Michael Jackson magazines but unfortunately uh, CeeLo Green could not be here with us tonight. He was going to come but there was a blizzard yeah. and he couldn't make it. Well, so, is that him coming up the steps? No, no. Still not getting Just miss it. Tell update. Sorry. So we'll make sure CeeLo gets his magazines. But uh so six hours later, man, we got uh, another podcast here. Woo! Six hours? Six hours. Yeah, man. We we did it. Wow. Ten episodes. Man. Did you ever think we would take it this far? Man. <laughs> did you ever think you would be this rich? <laughs> Actually, if, if, you'd like, if you'd like to hear that R. Kelly song, it is on Victory Jump Off episode four. <laughs> it was on my Summer Madness episode. So I told you I'm setting it up. Set up, man. I have I have so much victory jump off I need to put out, but I just won't. <laughs> too too busy doing other things. 
I think there's not really any any need for administrative. If you got through ten episodes, you probably know us. By you now. always got to do administrative. No, you don't. You do. No, you know what? Administrative at the end of a podcast, which is usually when people hit stop and skip to the next thing that they're going to listen to. Well, that's it's fine. almost like the confidentiality agreement you get at the bottom of an email. You're like, blah, 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 blah. I don't need that. Confidentiality agreements? I don't get those in my oh, email. Okay. You mean kind of like the agreements that you uh, click on when you download a program? Like, oh, you agree to use this? Like, no, you know, use a term of agreement. You kind of, just next. Yeah, exactly. You get that, it works. I'm it's still going to do it, so you have to sit through it. All right, well, chivalry thanks you for listening to us for this You long. cannot walk away. This is your computer. I'm saying, I'm just letting them know. We're going to thank them. Yeah, no, I'm Fine, thinking. thank them by yourself. Go if ahead. You skip us now, I understand. I'm with you. I've been there. I've been that guy. Please listen to episode 11. Administrative. You can check out all 10 of our episodes at hhmpodcast.blogspot.com. If you have any suggestions, if you want to hate on us, actually, while I'm thinking about it, Tom and Derek actually reviewed Crystal Skull. They didn't review it, but they, they read my email. And it's going to be an episode coming out this Sunday. So I'm going to send wow. that to you so you can check out and see what they say. Um, sorry. If you want to send us any emails, comments, anything like that, that's email the us. slowest answer you've ever given me. I asked that like six months ago. It was only a couple months ago. It's like two months ago. And you, you just kind of throw it back up like in casual conversation, like, oh hey. I sent them the email like any the, context. The, the week. Where did that even come from? Because I was talking about us getting email, and I sent them an email the week we talked about this. Email from the podcast. You think, oh, bad movie, Crystal Skull, Matt Spencer. This is what I'm gonna tell them. My mind works the way it works. Okay. Wow. HHM podcast <laughs> at gmail.com If you want to email us, even though we've never received an email, please don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Comment, leave reviews, download it. Please, uh, we appreciate all the downloads we've gotten. Like most of our episodes are averaging like above 150 downloads a pop. I'm sure they're even higher now. I haven't checked them in a while. Like they're doing awesome. So thank you to everybody who checks those out. Big shout out to archive.com for hosting those and and people stumbling upon them. Uh, you can find all of our podcasts. Always, already said on one website, our hip hop manifesto on Blogspot. But also, if you check out b-hyphen.com/slash. Um, what is it? com slash podcast.html or just go com click podcast. You'll see all the shows there so you can check those out there as well. Um, there's really nothing that they got vote for or so on or anything like that. I mean, they can just, we're number one in your hearts. Just remember that. You can always check us out on Twitter. Uh, it's Hip Hop Manifesto on Twitter. You can check us out individually at Chivalry, at hyphen. Hit us up there. We're both on Facebook. We have a Facebook fan page for About Manifesto. We have a Last.fm group if you want to join that. <laughs> I don't know why I have one. I think it's only like me, Matt, and, and Jonathan on there. And I'm like the only person that scrabbles anymore. So so there's that. And uh, I think I covered it. Like I told him how to contact us. Told him on Twitter, Facebook. Ten. Number ten. Number ten. It's like the Ten Crack Commandments. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten. <laughs> Primo said. Primo said that um he uh he actually didn't have the sound clip to do. No, he had somebody do like I forget what he. Uh, it's not even worth telling the story. I don't even remember how it goes. Primo told a story about ten crack commandments. Google it and you'll find out what I'm talking about. 
Wow, and then I found amazing. $20. <laughs> fine, fine. Google it, mister. I have to go no, home. No, cool. He's like, I have to go home. Oh, I, no, it rushed. I have to work. I, I feel so bad because, wow, people listen to us for a long time. And the thing is, they keep downloading this stuff, man. I know. I don't know why you guys listen to us, but I thank you very much for doing it. Yeah. It. This started out as just another one of the the crack ideas that we don't actually follow through with mostly because of our schedules or whatever crack ideas <laughs> but I mean we all we have big plans we have lots of ambition and very little time to execute it or yeah. Matt loses interest or Matt, Matt quits hit pop or something like that happens and uh it's hard and we really appreciate the loyalty cause we've really had we've really we've really this year we really kind of said alright we're going we're going to do this like last year we really didn't do that I was more like want to record a podcast yeah well, next week okay I'm not coming over alright <laughs> that's just the way it went I think I think the MacBook has had a lot to do with us recording more too. Yeah. Because like before we used to record on my um my actual recording mic, and it was a big deal with having to get in the right place and then the sound not being right because he's too right. far away and I'm too close. Right. Get the Pro Tools. Yeah, exactly. With the MacBook, we just go to GarageBand, hit record, and we're rolling. Uh, and that makes it a lot easier. So. Good purchase. Yeah, if Apple wants to, to co-sign us, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, we're looking for sponsors. Like, we're, we're like seriously, like, like we'll, we'll, we'll hawk your product. <laughs> yeah, totally. In a shameless manner, just like beehyphen.com. <laughs> anyway, that's it for 2010. This is the last episode of Hip Hop Manifesto. <laughs> My best friend is a bastard. <laughs> Who's shitting on everything that I'm all about. You know what? Hopefully, after this, there's not some, like, crazy thing that everyone remembers 2010 that happens between now and uh, New Year's. I know, man. <laughs> Four days and, like, ten rappers. Please, going, nothing happened. Hit the lottery or six bad Or Jay-Z guys. releases a free album on <laughs> December 30th. Like, no! Comes to the I'm nothing but primo beats. Hip hop manifesto studio and records a full album with just us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't really remember what year that happened in. It wasn't in the hip hop manifesto episode 10 wrap up to 2010. <laughs> we'll do an addendum. Oh, and by the way, if any of you uh, rappers want to pick up your prizes, some of them might still be here. No, I'll be here. Yeah. Did I give away my ball? Yeah, you did. I'll break that thing. I don't remember who it was, but they're gonna be pissed. I shouldn't give away all my stuff. <laughs> Come on, one of these days, these rappers are gonna have you cleaned out. And you're like, there are some rappers here. They took all your shit. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, behind it, uh, County West stopped by. It took your ninja turtle. Like, what? <laughs> and, and your little helicopter. <clears throat> well, thank you very much. See you next time. I wonder if he'll twit pick that. <laughs> I'm Matthew Chivalry Spencer. I'm soon to be out of all material possessions. <laughs> Kellen B. Hyphen Conley. And this has been another episode of Hip Hop Manifesto. It's just a hip hop world. Y'all living in it. We're going to watch WWE Raw. Well, I am. He's about to go home. At this garbage, son. Oh, oh, God. I'd rather the UConn pit game be on right now, man. Kimball Walker's going to blow up. Look at that. He's at the free throw line. He has 14 points. Anyway, have a have a, hope you had a great 2010. We'll see you in 2011. Merry Christmas, even though it just passed. Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, and especially Happy Kwanzaa. BET, bring back the original programming. Lupe Fiasco, stop being such a dickhead. 
Big ticket, we still got you. Like your ancestor to step up to try to keep up is too much damn pressure. I flow at God's speed. I know you playing catch up. My checking account sound like Gilbert Godfrey singing a duet with Fran Drescher. High notes, I go from water flow to pyro. I'm damn near assault proof. Assault me and end up in the coffin. Speechless hands laying across you. You'd rather be in the run of the bulls, feetless, wearing a Santa Claus suit. <laughs> Get it? You can't just try me. I'm not a jolly good fellow, but still, you can't deny me. Get it? Y'all need to be working on y'all murking. Got so many bodies on me, they call me person on my person. You can throw my bitch's pussy up in the air and make sunshine. Later with your bumper sticker punchlines. I spark, fuck some words, hitman. I'm getting money as soon as you up your face. You can call me Mark Zuckerberg. 24 bars. 